and then we'll get the episode started. <clears throat> you can just tell him he's ready to go. <laughs> well, I heard him take the breath in, and I was like, "Pour like, it!" I was like, "It's coming." I might as well just do it right now before it starts. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left, Stuart Perkins. And right across the table from him, there's nobody over there. <laughs> oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah, Sean King. No nickname needed. <laughs> Guys, uh, go over to our Sort of My Brand and our Sort of My Comics pages on Facebook. Give those a like. Uh, subscribe to Sort of My Brand on YouTube and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you're checking this out somewhere. So while here, why not like, comment, and share? It's the best way to get us out in front of people and it helps us out a whole lot. And of course, all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Uh, guys, this is going to be a different kind of SMP episode today because we're going all wrestling on this one. This one's, uh, a little different. And I thought a great way to start this out would be for us to talk about our connection to wrestling for those who may not be keen to all that and where we got our starts and why we love it. So, uh, you're the senior, uh... (laughs) Jerk. <laughs> You're the senior fan here, well, I'm, Sean, And I'm so. also wearing a singlet under my pants. <laughs> that got weird. <laughs> no, it'll get weird later when I show it to you. No, I uh, my actual, I started watching wrestling back in the 80s, back when uh, uh, you know Hulk Hogan and Macho Man were around, Jimmy Superfly, Snuka, all those guys. And uh, just kind of, I follow it on a roller coaster, and then I got involved with uh, Revolutionary Championship Wrestling, Dirk Extreme, Dirk Cunningham, all those guys. Um, I got involved with uh, doing their audio and playing a bunch of different roles there, and uh, it's just kind of taken off from there. Cool. And, uh, and and here I am today. Wrestling made me the man I am today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just boy. insane much. Yeah, I'm going to take that away from you right now, Stuart. They might want to start closing up shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that accident during the semifinals, huh? Right, right. <laughs> uh, Stu, where'd you get involved? Uh, I've been a wrestling fan pretty much my whole life. My fa- uh, my family was wrestling fans, so I remember very young watching you know the WrestleMania ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Oh hell yeah, the bad guy. Oh, That's one of my earliest wrestling oh, memories. There you go. Uh, so I've been I've been an off and on fan for years, and uh, at one point was going to become a wrestler, uh, but uh, I did not. Uh, local promotion was uh, training people, and a friend of mine uh, he he was wrestling, and he was like, "You should come and uh, try out with me," and I was like. I might, and then he broke his neck and got paralyzed, and I said, nope, I'm afraid of doing stuff like that. So, yeah. So I did not, so I am a fan from afar where I cannot take a share shot or otherwise break my own neck because I'm clumsy like that. Is it Donnie? Fair Donnie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went to school with him, and uh, and he, he was like, we should be a tag team and all this stuff, and I, I was like, oh, I'm into this idea. And what then, was his uh, yeah. last name so people can uh, look uh, that up if they want to? Is it Baker? I want to say Baker. It's been so long since I've seen or talked to him. Uh, probably it's probably been close to ten years since I've seen or talked. Yeah, to him. I mean I'm talking a long time. So if you guys want to know what uh, Stu's talking about, there look up Donnie Baker, Portsmouth, Ohio, on Google. Maybe if we've yeah. got the last name right. If oh, not, no, there were there's definitely stuff in the paper about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, and his recovery because he's been working really hard on recovery. Last yeah. time I spoke with him, uh, 
I see the music. He's able to actually move a lot more. Awesome. So uh, good. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that, that made me not want to physically do it no. uh, anymore. I was <clears> a <throat> late bloomer in the wrestling scene. I knew my family enjoyed it, and I caught some WCW stuff sparsely because that was their brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really didn't start watching until. I want to say 2002, 2003, uh, just before they split the brands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My first WrestleMania was actually WrestleMania 18, which uh, actually, you know, if I had to pick any Rock versus Hulk Hogan, that that's not a bad place to start. Well, it was a pretty special match. Yeah, yeah the, just the crowd, the crowd reaction, really. Yeah, even for me, was unique. Just yeah. coming in, like I've only been watching for a few months, and uh, I still got every amount of weight from that match. I knew how important it was without following those guys' careers, and then I was just hooked. Uh, it was. Kind of the tail end of the Attitude Era. I think they were getting ready to go into Ruthless Aggression. Ruthless Aggression, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in the Reality Era now. Yeah. That's yeah. what they call it. Uh, yeah. Kids today will never, wrestling fans today will never, newer fans will never understand what it's like to be in the days before DVR when there was right. Raw and Nitro going head to head. And your uncle was a Nitro fan, but you're a Raw fan. And you get, you're sitting there and you're just trying to convince him to at least Flip back to Raw during the commercials so you can at least see what's going on. Because unless you're home with a VCR, you couldn't record that stuff. Well, luckily my family recorded a bunch of that stuff on VHS tapes. And uh, they were always alluding to all these like special things that had happened during the Attitude Era. So I went back and I watched all that stuff. And so I, I like to say that I'm a fan of the Attitude Era, but I wasn't there for any of it. You don't have to, be a, have to have been there to, yeah. to be a fan. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, with the network now. like That's the best value of the network. Not only are the, the what used to be a $60 pay-per-view... Ten dollars and makes it you know viable for you to get, mm. but just the amount of hours of old footage and stuff that they've uploaded, old shows and stuff. Yeah, you can go back and I I bet I could now I could sit down and watch every single thing on the network right now and I would die before I finished. That's yeah. a great ad for the network, there, Stu. WWE, come on, send us some money. <laughs> like, we'll keep doing those. <laughs> uh, they might not want to by the end of this episode. <laughs> I just use the network to go back and relive those great moments, like. The Shockmeister. <laughs> I like the Shockmaster. Sorry, I like I like going back and I watch like I watch old Royal Rumbles. I mm-hmm. love Battle Royals, which is you know yeah. Yeah. segue. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is a great segue into what we're going to talk about first here, and that is uh, the pre-show WrestleMania. And uh, Stu, you're, I think you're the only one here who watched that. So why don't you go ahead and head that up? Tell us about it and what your thoughts were on it. Well. Now, I feel like the pre-show is, it's a waste in general. Mm-hmm. Now, I say this because, okay, so WrestleMania this year was oh, seven hours me. counting the pre-show. Yeah, you're talking they, seven hours of wrestling. They hammered that in. And they here's, kept saying it. But here's the catch. Those first two hours of pre-show, only about, I think there was only like 35 or 40 minutes of actual wrestling. Yeah. And... As a wrestling fan, that's fine to me because I don't. I, I only watch the parts of the pre-show I need to. I'll go get a snack, go mess right. around. I don't really pay attention to this stuff except for the actual matches. But the people in the arena who paid hundreds of dollars to be at WrestleMania, like that's two hours. They only that they sit there basically for nothing. Yeah. For only a few minutes worth of action. So I really think that if you're gonna have a two-hour pre-show, an hour of that should be 
Well, that's when you go shopping. You get your WWE gear. I know. Well, like, and I understand that when it's like, you know, they're not letting people in till till five o'clock. Right. They don't let you in the door. So you got that two hours and it's not going to be, you know, it's people filling in. But like this year, people were already almost completely filled at five. They let them in like at three or something. Right. So those people sat in that arena for 10 hours. Like, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Like, Honestly, like I could almost do the the five hours of actual WrestleMania this even year. in my heyday of watching, I don't think I could commit to ten hours. <laughs> I remember even just this last WrestleMania when eleven o'clock rolled around, and I thought, okay, it's gonna be over. Soon. It should and be over. Went, Wait a second, hold on. There's this two matches left. There's two matches yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, you're I was like, like man, I gotta go to work tomorrow. That was my response. I was like, wait, there are two matches left. There are three matches left. Yeah, we, yeah. we kept breaking. I was like, that wait, up. why is there? Oh my goodness, they're going to midnight. Yeah. But as for the actual matches, I love battle royals. Uh, I yeah. love all battle royals except for TNA's reverse battle royals, which are just the dumbest thing ever. Created. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> reverse battle royal is literally everybody starts outside the ring, and only the X amount of people that can get in the ring first get to stay in the ring and be in the battle royal. Then they get thrown out of the battle royal. And then at the very end, the last two people have a regular match. Who thought, let's combine the Royal uh, Rumble it's called with Vince Lumberjack Russo. match? He's called Vince Russo. You can look it up. <laughs> okay, so useless. <laughs> you can look up Vince Russo and you'll see why he the comes up with ideas like that. The Judy Bagwell on a pole match. I mean, these are things that he's come up with. <laughs> the more wrestling he probably podcasts came up with a six-sided ring, which I cannot stand. They got rid of it again. I was okay with that. They keep getting rid of it and bringing it back. And I'm like, just choose. Yeah. If you if you want that to be your identity, cool. Yeah. Just just stick That's with fine. it. Right. But uh, the match was okay. I mean, it was uh, it. They did some the two things about this this particular Andre Battle Royal. Number one, no call up guys, no NXT guys. It was all regular roster guys. Hmm. No returns, no nothing. Everybody started in the ring like at the same time. Right. I don't like that. It's messy. It's chaotic. When yeah. you've got literally thirty people in a ring at one time fighting, you can't tell who's what. And what's going on? But hasn't that always been the nature of the battle? No, like usually they kind of all come out sort of separately, and they Uh they're a little slower. I mean, like Royal Rumble, obviously, is a time thing. Yeah. But battle royals, like general, they're not as bad about that. But like they were this year, and maybe they are. But I don't really like that as much. But the overall battle royal was okay. Um, I like battle royals. One of my favorite things about battle royals. It's the only time you're ever going to see in the year you're going to see a lower card jobber beat up a main event star. Yes. Because for that. 15 minutes or whatever until he's going to win or he's going to get thrown out near the end. You get to see this, the, the nobodies beat up the main characters because you get to see them do that for killing time. Yeah. Right. But uh, th- this particular one, when they finished it, uh, they did the, the Bray Wyatt thing. Um, I already knew that Matt was going to win when it was Matt Hardy who'd never won an Andre Battle Royal and then Mojo Raleigh and Baron Corbin who had both won one are the only three left and they made a big deal about it and I'm like, oh, I don't think they're giving it to a two-time winner because they've not away, given yeah. out away yet. And then, of course, the Bray Wyatt thing to play on their story where he got previously thrown into the Lake of Reincarnation and hmm. now he's back as non-evil Bray Wyatt. And, uh, it, you know, you could say what you want, good or bad, about the Broken Universe stuff. Um, it's done great for his career. So, right. I mean, I applaud him for that no matter how you look at it beyond yeah. that. Um, and I hate Bray's new butcher apron gimmick. Like, it's ugly. I think it looks terrible on him. It's weird. <laughs> and then, he, like, he did the weird, like, so he does the Sister Fashion Abigail. Fashion Choices, brought to you by Stuart <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, he did the, so he did the, 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 the finish was. put some frills on it. I know. You know? I mean, yeah, maybe some sequins. <laughs> sequins would be good. Pink. Yeah. Pink. pink. He needs, pink he needs more sequins. pink. It needs yeah. If he's going to be a housekeeper, be a proper housekeeper. <laughs> If he's the broken housekeeper now, <laughs> oh lord! If that's his gimmick, but like he grabbed, so he grabbed, uh, he grabbed Baron Corbin, I believe, in uh, into the the sister Abigail, and instead of hitting the sister Abigail, he flung him into Matt, who threw him out. 
And that's now their like double team is flinging from Sister Abigail into the twist of fate. And it's the most ineffective, weird double team I've ever seen mm-hmm. because it would be more effective he if he Sister Abigail them, then they bounced up and ate the twist of fate. Just on paper, some sounds sloppy. It's just weird because yeah. he just so he dips them down, kisses them on the forehead, and then they run into the other guy's finisher. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not a double team. That's he could just close like he could just whip <laughs> Irish whip the guy that into the finisher as 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 effective, maybe more. Right. But uh, so that that ended that way, and and that was okay. I mean, it was a fun little battle royal. So I mean, it was what it was supposed, what it yeah. was supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> Following that, you had your, your Cruiserweight Championship match. and uh, I'm going to be real. I don't really pay a lot of attention to 205 Live. Um, I want to, but I just I can't. I right. can't bring the time to do it. I, I, I watch some highlights sometimes to kind of see if anything important's happened or if they're doing something finally. And uh, for all intents and purposes, for everything I've heard, they've done, they're doing great wrestling. Right. Uh, it's just an hour. It's an extra hour. I just don't have them. I'm already watching five hours a week of wrestling just in SmackDown and Raw. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's that's just that. And if you paid attention, if I watch any other wrestling, uh, if I watch Impact or if I watch New Japan or anything, or Ring of Honor, I mean, there's ridiculous hours more, and I just don't have that time. Right. So 205 Live is uh, not really something I watch a lot of, but I I, just, I know these guys a little well. Uh, my biggest problem with this match was it was a good match. It wasn't great. They've had a better match, apparently, from what I heard from a lot of people. Their match on 205 Live was way better than this particular match. My biggest thing I hated about this match was they said heart and soul so many times. Because this build, it was matched, the, the whole build of this one is that there was two faces going for this title right. that had to be dropped after the Enzo scandal. Uh, <laughs> and Cedric Alexander, the guy who won, was like the guy who was going to go against Enzo when he got dropped. So he kind of had to win here. Right. And they, they build it as the heart of, of 205 Live versus the soul of 205 Live. And they said heart and soul eight million times in this match. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. They're yeah. the heart and soul. And at one point in the match, uh, Mustafa Ali, who lost, was yelling at Cedric, show me the heart, show me the heart. Oh, my <laughs> and I'm like, it, I'm like, I'm just waiting for his finishing move to be Kalima. He just <laughs> pulls Cedric, he pulls on Mustafa Ali's heart out of his chest. But uh, no time for heart and soul, kid. Dr. Jones. Me. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Mustafa Ali, like, he could have been yeah. the kid. <laughs> Oh man, that would have been great. But I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just that it, the thing that's, that's one of my biggest things. My my biggest issues with WWE today is they love their buzzwords. Yes, they love them so much that it's just you want to strangle Michael Cole twenty times in a, in a show. Oh, that's that's true of any any <laughs> yeah. WWE event. Anytime I hear his voice, but he now it's crazy. now it's not fun like it used to be. It used to yeah. be a part of the show. Now it's just a. Like bad overlay. He made a comment about Jeff Hardy recently. What Jeff Hardy did, a did the poetry in motion, and he called it a whisper in the wind. Oh yeah, I heard that on Raw. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they turned right around, and uh, Corey Graves called him out on it, and he said, "That's not po- whisper in the wind. That's not whisper in the wind. That's poetry in motion." And Michael Cole was like, "Oh, I know what it's called. I'm the one that named it." <laughs> God damn it, Michael! And I was like, "Come on!" And then when he actually hit the actual whisper in the wind, he was like, "That that one, That's the whisper in the wind." And I was like. <laughs> Cole, See, that ship has sailed, man. Just leave it be. <laughs> this is why, and, and something we, uh, I learned or I was taught uh, when doing wrestling commentary. <clears throat> if you don't know the actual name of the move, it's a reverse Indian something. <laughs> I kid you not. If you hear, the, and this is no, if you hear the word Indian in in, the com, in wrestling commentary, that's the commentary, that's the commentator making something up. And I hit almost every RCW show. 
There's a reverse Indian something. <laughs> I've done reverse Indian inverted death lock. <laughs> I've done the flying reverse Indian uh, 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 torpedo missile. You know, I mean, just all, just whatever. Throw an adjective at it. Yeah, just whatever. You know, and it's amazing and astounding. Yeah, Cole is, but the thing that gets me about it is his longevity, though. Yeah, like how long oh, he's, he's been there doing stay. it. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, I, you figure that that as an on-screen character that. You know, after the Heidenreich thing, <laughs> that, yeah. the fact that he's still there, you got to give him props because I don't know that I would continue working there after yeah, that particular terrible. like that storyline. You know, and what, yeah. when Vince has picked his guys, he does not give up. On That's, true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> but uh, moving on for brevity's sake, Captain Backney gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women's Battle Royal was what it was. Um, it was actually better than the men's, in my opinion. They had some really good moments. Uh, most importantly, uh, uh, as I mentioned before we started recording, uh, the NXT women, they got a real good standout. A lot of really good wrestlers good. there, except good. for the lady that's the great Kelly trained to be just like him. Uh, so, I mean, well done. She has trained him. She has, he's trained her to wrestle just like him. So, right. I mean, he succeeded. Are they calling her the Punjabi princess? No, but that would be amazing. I, I would they, enjoy it. But she wears should. this orange outfit, like all body outfit, that looks like a prison getup. I don't know, understand why. Like it looks like a prison uniform, but it's not supposed to be. It's a traditional Punjabi, I guess, like gown hmm. pant combo. But the orange they use looks like <laughs> a, a prison uniform. It's a pant suit. <laughs> Much like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, a few things about the Battle Royal that, that stuck out to me. One, um, because of the way we watched it on the network, not on uh, cable. Right. So there's a commercial break. So what they did for that, which looks weird if you watch it on the network especially, Becky Lynch came out first. She got an entrance. She got a full entrance. Right. Then everybody else came out, like in a parade, just a bunch of girls. Right. 26 other girls, or 25, however many. And then Sasha Banks and Bailey got entrances. And that was everybody. Hmm. So they like literally called out only three people that got entrances. And then Carmella was thrown out first. Uh, she's the Miss Money in the Bank, big heel right now. Uh, now she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. She she cashed in this week. Yeah, right. But um, she, she they all ganged up and threw her out. Then Dana Brooke, for whatever reason, she did something. And they were like, nah, the heck with her. And they threw, like, everybody threw her out. Right. And then they went to normal match. And then the NXT women... They beat up the the regular the main roster girls like real big, and there was a big NXT chant where they all bonded together, and then they started getting thrown oh. out finally. Oh. Um, and then it came down to Becky Lynn or Bailey and uh, and Sasha Banks, who has had a big story where they've they broke up as friends, and then somehow now they're like sort of still breaking up because WWE tends to have amnesia sometimes. Right. And I'm like, they already broke up where Sasha beat up Bailey in the backstage, but now they're they're now they're teasing tension and being like, oh, they got to get on the same page, and it's like. This has already happened. What, what's going on here? Right. So they did a thing where they, 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 they hugged each other and like shook hands or whatever, like getting ready to, okay, one of us is going to win. And Bailey, she actually was the one to throw Sasha out. So she did the heelish thing and everybody was like, wow. And then for whatever reason, Naomi slid under the rope and was like, oh, I'm not eliminated. And then beat up Bailey and threw her out. <laughs> and she won. And it was one of those like, what? what? Bailey always seems to get that shaft. Man. Well, they don't, I don't know that they like her on the main roster. <laughs> okay phrasing uh, phrasing yes <laughs> phrasing I did phrasing but <clears throat> you guys are the ones with your minds in the gutter <laughs> always always but yeah like I said the, the so like I mean, the highlights of that match overall like it wasn't bad it was better than the men's which is usually it's a rarity for for, for the majority of women they have right. uh, because they still do have a few of those women that are kind of not great wrestlers yet. And the, they're they've, placeholders. They've, they've really replaced a lot of those with actually really good oh, indie yeah. workers. 
So uh, as far as that goes, that was kind of the the pre-show, and then of course you had your your normal stuff where you spent two hours with Renee Young and Booker T or somebody I don't remember who was there, and uh, David Otunga and Sam Roberts, uh, the podcast guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you had all these guys, and 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 generally they. Those are like usually when they talk, I, sh- I shut off because yeah, I tune them too. It's a weird... now the best one they did was I don't remember the Royal Rumble. They had Medusa slash mm-hmm. Lunder Blaze on there, and they had JBL, and they had the best banter because yeah. somebody went off script and I don't know who. <laughs> right, and they like JBL was like ribbing her, right, and she was just like you know f you, and she was just being mean to him, right, and it was like I feel like he was like being JBL, yeah, but she was just like oh hell no. <laughs> so that was like some of the best I've ever I seen. Really, now, to me, I love JBL on the mic. The guy yeah, is yeah. a genius. The guy—I mean, aside from the fact that he's a financial genius yeah. in real life, no, yeah, the guy's a genius on the mic, and that's His why I love listening to him. Whole transition from the APA to JBL was yeah. just wonderful, and yeah. I loved him and Cena's battles. Just oh, so yeah. and you know, you know, funny story—we would never have JBL the the guy he is now if not Freddie Guerrero. Because Eddie Guerrero lost yeah. the title to him to, to coordinate him. And right. that only happened because Eddie Guerrero told Vince, I don't want to be champion anymore. I have drug issues. I have problems of that nature. And I don't want that pressure to get me back in that way. I can't right. handle being champion. Yeah. I want to slide down the card a little bit and maybe I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. And Vince said, are you sure? I don't, I don't really want to do this. And Eddie said, no, I need to drop this title. And they said, well, we'll have him pick it up. Right. So, you know, that's just a nice little trivia yeah. thing about JBL. Well, and that and the fact that he basically got fired from was it was, it, was he on Fox or yeah uh, um, Fox Business Channel or whatever it was for doing the old Sting Heil on uh, in Germany. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> Which he's back on there though. Yeah, you know, yeah. of course, yeah. you know, given the political structure, that might have got him a raise. Okay. <laughs> well, steering this back, coming <laughs> <laughs> back to the really important stuff. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into WrestleMania 34. I feel like the show itself. It, I feel like you're just not giving it to it's. WrestleMania. <laughs> well, you're Vince. Sorry, a little bit. As much he's he's gonna puke. <laughs> That's my best Vince McMahon right there. You're fired. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but the greatest and going going staying slightly on top of while going off top. <laughs> DX Triple H as Vince McMahon oh my God. was the greatest thing. Stop ever. it! Stop it! <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say here is, I love dicks. Dad, 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 dad. What happened to oh. protecting that image here? Is this <laughs> Dick Ebersol? Yeah. Dick Nixon? Oh, yeah. Okay. You have to watch the. Yeah, you got to watch the whole thing. Go yeah. back to WWE Network. <laughs> yep. Go back and watch that that segment That's of Monday Night Raw. Only nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as we were told on WrestleMania, the first month is free. You could have got WrestleMania for free because yep. they told us. I'd say 75 times. Yes. The only thing we saw more, which isn't, I know that's not on our itinerary, it's the page here. 
And we saw that clip from her movie, Fighting With My Family. Yeah, yes. I'd say another 700,000 well, times. Which, you get the which actually did look pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rock Like, that scene is funny, it. but that's probably, like, the only funny scene in the movie. That's the sad part, because that's all that we've seen. Right. And then her, like, oh, man, she got lambasted online so bad about that, because she's like, Paige, yeah. And she just, like, has all that makeup on, which looks great from a distance in the ring. Right. But, like, this close to the camera, yeah. just, you know, you're just like, oh, man, she just... That she looks, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> All right, All to right, get on so. to a different page, <laughs> WrestleMania 34. Uh, <laughs> first off, we had the Intercontinental Championship. We're gonna go ahead and skip over the whole national anthem and all that stuff. Your typical opening ceremonies and stuff. Let's just get right into the meeting. That's unpatriotic, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised that's coming a, from a veteran. That's the second time you've tried to make it political. That is not this podcast. No, no, not political. Patriotic. Sean has drawn his line in the sand. He will die on it. <laughs> this is the that's hill? Right, yeah. This is your hill? This is my hill. Uh, I didn't have to climb very high. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, that's what you get for calling me a senior. Drew. Hey, now, it's a wonder you don't work for most news stations. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, so we're going to start off with the Intercontinental Championship. It was a triple threat match between Seth Rollins, The Miz, and Finn Balor. And uh, honestly, it was a pretty good match. I think it, it did what it needed to do, but it was your atypical triple threat match. Two guy, uh, Three guys start out, one gets thrown in, two guys continue, another one gets thrown out, and the next two go. It was... Um, it was your round robin match. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed the match. One thing, and going, going back historically, I have to admit, I'm surprised uh, when I first started seeing Miz when he first came up. I didn't think he'd, you know, there's, I didn't think he was going to make it. And one, I can remember his first appearance on Raw, and he could not say WWEshop.com, and I thought. <laughs> Brother, if you're struggling with that, it, it only gets harder from here, you know. And, and he wasn't even in the ring. He was up at the top of the entrance. And he yeah. could not say, I think it was like three or four times, he blew saying WWEshop.com. Well, he had trouble with that even as an announcer. Just like doing the backstage interviews yeah, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but he. I, I have to say I really, uh, I like watching him now. I, I didn't like him when he first came up, but I like watching him now. Uh, he plays the heel so well. Yeah, oh, yeah. so he's he's great. Well, a lot of people say he's one of the last true old school heels they have. Like as far as like the, his mannerisms, his character, how yeah. much he keeps kayfabe and things of that nature. And I will say that as a fan, I hate the Miz, but I hate him the right way. Sure, yeah. like you when the Miz him, wins, you're supposed to. Yeah. I, yeah. When the Miz wins through cheating, through the Miz Garage, through help, etc., <sighs> I, I get upset and I you know yeah. the logic here is wrong because the referee is an idiot, you know, kind of deal. Right. Because you're supposed to. That's how you're supposed to. I don't hate the Miz. The Miz, because I think the Miz is a great wrestler. Yeah, he sells it. Um, he sells well. He does what he does good. His overall style is good. It is. It is. They've made. They've made a point of this in story too. That it's a softer style. It is a safe style, and that's not a bad thing because I mean, you look at these guys getting you know crippled at twenty five. Yeah. You know, speaking of Paige earlier, uh, she's you know she's retired now because because of a neck she injury. just yeah. she took neck injury that just won. And you look at guys like Edge and Stone Cold, you know. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to have safe wrestlers. I mean, you got to have both. Yes. So I mean, it just overall look and such of that nature. Like, so I mean, I enjoy that. And, and it was really weird because in this particular match, um, you basically, in a weird way, had three faces. Um, Balor's a face. Yeah. Rollins is a face. Which 
I would prefer him to be heel because he's a better heel. Yeah. But that's, again, neither here nor there. Um, and Miz, because he's just had his kid, like, they're really playing him up much softer heel than he's been because right. they're playing up that new dad thing. Yes. Um, and they made a big point of that. So, like, the whole match is a weirdly three-face match, which is, you know, um, not a bad thing. Right. Because I, that's one thing I don't like about wrestling sometimes is they too too like they live and die on this heel face dichotomy, and sometimes it, you know it's nice to see two heels, two faces. Right. Yeah. And for those who don't know, heels are good guys. Uh, heels are bad guys. Faces are good guys. Honestly, yeah. if uh, if they don't know that already, I doubt they made it this far. Into you never know. You never know. Maybe it's true. Maybe maybe, maybe this person. is their intro. And faces uh. is short for baby face, and now you see the logic. <laughs> Why not? But um, and then there's tweeners, which really mess you up. Yeah, because they're like Steve Austin. Yeah, those 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 yeah. are the the vigilante types. Yes, but uh, this particular match was good. It's a it's a good opener. Um, yeah. it's better. I, I like it better than having a world title match at the beginning because they've done that. What in the, past. the hell? That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, they they yeah. did the triple main event last yeah. year, wow. and they opened with the the. I think it was AJ Styles as a champion then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's two two WrestleManias in a row. That's that's actually pretty cool. As an AJ Styles fan, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that. AJ Styles. Uh, but <clears throat> this was a good. It's a good opener. It's it's the kind of opener you want for the show. It's high impact, but not like so overwhelming that the rest of the show can't compete. Yeah. Um, which is you know a problem that they've had before too. Because uh, if the opening is really good and your ending isn't, you know, no matter how how much the variance. It's going to be a downer. Right. This show, this WrestleMania, suffers from that massively. Right. But we'll get to that. Um, I will note that Seth Rollins is apparently a massive Game of Thrones fan. Really? He's the yes. Kingslayer. For a while, they were calling his knee the King's Landing for a little bit. And then he came out this year with a White Walker look. Like, that was yeah. a White Walker from Game of Thrones. had the contacts. And a lot of the people were making jokes that he stole Roman's contacts from, like, a year ago. Right. Roman had the blue, super blue eyes for a while. Yeah. So, I thought that was pretty funny, given that they're, you know, shield relation. <laughs> so, he just Next was like... he's going to be brought out, and big, big honking dude's going to carry him out, like, on a backpack and everything. And the guy that carries him only says one word. <laughs> and you find out it's actually an amalgam of three words. Hold the door. Oh, and, and the it's going to be win the title, so it's going to be wide. That dude, <laughs> that dude ends up holding the guy against the barricade. He throws and him arms. in, right. and then at the count out, yeah, yeah he there holds the door. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was a good match. It did what it was supposed to. It did. Uh, it hyped up the crowd, especially yes. after the two hour. Like I said, the two hour wait that they've already been there. It was lukewarm in a good way, like in yeah. the appropriate way. Yeah, you know? nothing special, but nothing like you know. I'm not going to be. Posted about it on social media. No, uh, I, I do have a question about uh, Finn Balor though. He was uh, he was rocking the rainbows pretty good, mm-hmm. which did make me quit. Is he is he making a statement with that? He is. Uh, okay. I do know that that's that shirt and uh, that particular shirt with the the rainbow colors and his. Uh, I know that there's a thing about that. I don't know the exact details, but I know it's a, in support of the LB. GTQ community. I, right. I think that's the whole moniker now. Yeah. Uh, and I know that it's a it's a major statement on that. Okay. I don't know, and I'm and I've heard. I don't know the details for sure, but sales of that shirt actually some of that goes to charities. Oh, very cool. Uh, oh, yeah. And I only know this because uh, Shayna Baszler, Shayna, but not Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville, who's from Absolution, the M- the former MMA chick. Okay. She is an open lesbian. Okay. Um, and there's she. They've made statements about that before, which is funny because they recently made a statement about her being the first openly uh, openly. 
a homosexual wrestler in the WWE, and everyone's like, did they forget about Darren Young? <laughs> but uh, she made a statement about it, and the fact that his thing was a, a, a in support of. Okay. Uh, okay. He himself, as far as I know, is not. Uh, yeah, I just didn't know if he was if he was. But it was it, it, it was a statement uh, in yeah, support yeah. of, which okay. is why he's rocking the rainbow socks right. and the and the Bauer Club symbol that way. I yeah. I'm not sure what spurred that on because it's kind of a, just an out of nowhere thing, right. and he's never said anything. Any him or a family specific. member or something, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's that is that's what that well, is. Good for him. Good. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, though, we had Seth Rollins coming out with the uh, pinfall over the Miz, becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, so he's the new King of the North. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we've seen Rollins with the belt before. Uh, well, this was the first time in a continental champion. Oh, he, first time did, in a continental. he became a grand, he, he became, grand slam, right? Yeah, this became completed his grand slam. Okay. So he's now been basically every title holder uh, and a world title since you don't need. Both universal and world, you just need one of them. That's what happens when you but start watching for three months every year. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, 2015 <laughs> was that. What, that was his Cersei. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, that was the thing. He was he was a Khaleesi, I believe. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that was the WrestleMania where he rode the dragon in. Right, right. Uh, I got you. But yeah, like. Um, <laughs> So yeah, they made a big deal about that on Raw. Actually, the fact that now he's a Grand Slam champion, all three members of the Shield are Grand Slam champions, right? Um, which is just another accolade because they're considered, you know, again, take it how you want, but they're considered to be one of the best factions ever. Right. Uh, they're definitely one of the best recent factions, last you know this era. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending of this match was really cool. Um, it was a really cool sequence of uh, usually when they do finisher trading, it's guy hits finisher. The other guy runs in, hits finisher, throws him out of the ring, pins the other dude. Something right. of that nature, or some kind of thing of that. This one was really cool because Balor had it won, hit his finisher, the coup de gras, on the Miz, was pinning the Miz. Seth Rollins curb stomped him yes. onto the Miz, then curb stomped the Miz and pinned the Miz. And that I've never seen that sequence before. Right. And there's also a moment where the Miz had Balor in a uh, a love figure four. Mm-hmm. And Rollins hit a frog splash, kind of out of nowhere. They kept the camera work really yeah. good for that. And right. that was another really good sequence. So they had some really good, well-thought-out sequences. And uh, I always appreciate a match more when they do something that's a little different uh, as far as that kind of stuff than you, than you see. Like, uh, Naomi winning the Battle Royale is another thing. Like, it was one of those moments where you're just like, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Now, there are also times when not seeing it coming is not a good thing. Again, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially when... Wrestling's played a lot of the cards that they possibly got. I mean, someone gave birth to a hand at one point, so <laughs> they've really they've really dug deep for wrestling. Storylines wrestling can be cheesy, but that's not always <laughs> yeah. a bad thing. Uh, it is nice to see something that like actually throws you for a loop and goes, "Oh, oh, this is why I'm still interested." So uh, that's probably one of the most profound statements ever. Wrestling can be cheesy. <laughs> Was it the Gobmeister or whatever it was? To me, that was one of the the, the uh, turkey and the egg. Uh, the gobbledygooker. The gobbledygooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, at one point that was going to be oh, wow. the Undertaker, right? Yep. Yep. What? That was originally I going to be the plan for the Undertaker's debut. That was how Hogan was trying to sell him to Vince. And then yeah. they were like, "How about he just comes out and like beats some people down in the in a Survivor Series match?" <laughs> All right, we'll do that. And then uh, Hector Guerrero uh, played the gobbledygooker. Yep. Yep. Nice. So. No, that prestigious Guerrero family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you think about what they what they've contributed to that. Though. Yeah, I mean, Eddie's wrestling is crazy with that family. Yeah, does. you can't take any. It, the Gobbledygooker cannot take anything away no, from no, that name. No, 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 no I mean, no. I, I've you know, 
better wrestlers have done worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Hector's Absolutely. not a slouch. I'm not saying that oh, at all. No, I mean, Eddie Eddie's easily within my top three oh, of yeah. all time. Of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving along, though, we uh, the next matchup, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship between Charlotte Flair and Asaka. Asuka. 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 That's right. At least once an episode, I butcher someone's name. Of course, she I would do it. Scream now. at you! You better be careful. Man. Well, again, this is what I get for watching wrestling three months out of the year. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, this, although this was one of my this was my favorite match. Of the night. Uh, although I have started watching Raw and SmackDown again, and we'll get to why later. But uh, yeah. an important point to note here was Oscar Charlotte Flair was defending her women's title, SmackDown women's title, and Oscar was technically defending her. 900 and some day, 250 yeah. some match undefeated streak. Yeah. Better than almost three years. Fake. <laughs> well, Goldberg had a, had a good long streak, yeah. but they, they padded it. And yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, widely yeah. known that it's a padded streak. Yeah. Hers is a legit 250 something, like 253 matches undefeated. Yeah. And uh, 960 days or 120 days, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. And and it's, a, it's almost three full years of undefeated. Yeah. And I will say that the match was great. They One did, of the best. They did the for the second time of the night, mind you, because they did it during the cruiserweight match. But we got to see a Spanish fly off the top rope, yeah, which is not a, a move you see almost ever. And we saw two tonight, which was two that night, which was just weird. Uh, that they, and the fact that they let that book. Uh, usually they won't let you do a big spot like that right. twice in one night. So I'm not sure what happened there, if that's because different brand type thing. Because 205 Live and, and SmackDown are different, so the agents were different. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> uh, that kind of thing. But the, you saw that one. There was the suplex off the apron into the outside, which was really vicious. Oh, Lord. Uh, the overall match was amazing. And it's maybe the best, probably the best women's, purely women's match in the history of WrestleMania. Which doesn't have a great, like, it's a low bar, yeah. mind you. But even once you go forward and you get new great matches, hopefully, this is still, I think, going to be one of those ones that stand the test of time. I, it reminded me of, of uh, there's been a long period of time, so it's like Trish Stratus and Victoria, you know, have been gone, mm-hmm. where it was more about fluff than it was about wrestling. Oh, yeah. This was a brutal match. <clears throat> it was a, br- I mean, by by any standard, women's or men's wrestling, but it was so refreshing to see these two actually get in there, and it wasn't about what they were wearing, and it wasn't about oh, let's try to be sexy. No, these girls were in there to beat the crap out of each other, and that's exactly what they did. It was and, about technique, and their yeah. storyline was good. Yes. They were there because they wanted to be the best. It was literally she chose Charlotte because she, literally to, to paraphrase her father, Charlotte's father, which they made point of. Yep. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm-hmm. So she chose Charlotte for that. They were fighting for for literally just bragging rights as much as anything else. Right. And it wasn't about a guy. It wasn't about a, you know whatever ridiculous stipulation or thing that oh, happened. I hate that. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of times they do. They have very petty women women matches. They make them catty, uh, and, and they do, and it does. Now, again, I, as I said before, my issue with this match comes down to the finish. Um, I'm not. After thinking about it, I'm not as mad that Oscar Streak lost to Charlotte. Right. They're building Charlotte as their end-all, be-all woman. I assume for that match that everyone thought was going to happen this year, which is Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Right. So if they're going to build towards that, yeah, she's got to be the one to break the streak to make her legit because she's lost enough, gotten beat up enough, right. uh, and whatnot. But this particular ending of the match upset me because Oscar lost to a wounded Charlotte whose arm was out, which would have made her finish her less powerful, yes. if you think about it. 
But after not taking any real, like, Charlotte didn't work the leg enough mm. for her to tap out so fast. Right. I disliked that. That they literally just were like, oh, the figure eight is the best submission ever. And let her beat her. And then the second part of that is after the match, Oscar was just smiley and they were all happy. They weren't playing like they were hurt. And, and she's just like, uh, Charlotte oh, was ready. Hoodie. And they hugged. And what made it so much weirder is... They interrupted it for John Cena. They, and then that's twice. Yeah. Like I said, that's twice they've done that to Asuka because Ronda's thing happened at, at the Royal Rumble when when Asuka won. Yeah. Right. And I just like it. And then turn around on a Monday, on Tuesday rather, uh, Charlotte lost the title to Carmella after getting beat up by the uh, debuting Iconics, which is the iconic duo uh, due to copyright, I guess. There's, that's why their name changed. Uh, but they, they, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, they 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 went up. To, they got called up to SmackDown and they beat her up really bad. And then Carmella cashed in, kicked her in the face, and won the title from her. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you just gave the streak away to her. And then she just lost to debuting girls and Carmella, who's been kind of a joke lately. Such right. a waste. And I'm just like, that's yeah. that's not a good sequence of events. I wish she would have you would have done a little more with it or something. Unless the 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 flip side to that might be that Charlotte is actually hurt. And so they needed, and and it, it might be out for a while. That's so they needed to do something with the belt because you know, you know, unlike they seem to do with Lesnar, <laughs> you know, you can't do that with every belt. Everybody else has a thirty day. Yeah, yeah. Lesnar has a. When do you want to mm. defend it? But if it's not that, it's a. So long as WrestleMania was good, who cares what right. happens after mentality? And that's a bad place that WWE has been at before. And. Well, in the long term, booking uh, could not be as bad because you got the superstar shakeup happening this week upcoming. Mm-hmm. People are going to different places. Yeah, there's a good chance that if Charlotte doesn't leave, the Oscar's still coming to SmackDown, and right. maybe Oscar long term gets that belt from Carmella, yeah. and then they have the rubber match, and Oscar gets her win back. Mm-hmm. And that can also lead, and to that Charlotte. could be another couple good, yeah. good matches. Yes, and building can... up to that eventual Rousey feud for yeah, either. Yeah, of them. Yeah. Right. Uh, my biggest worry is that in the past, people with streaks like Oscars, especially Asians, have not been, they've not done, foreigners in general, anyone not from America and white, has not done great after their defeats. Right. And that's my thing is I just hope they don't just go, well, you lost your streak, we don't care about you anymore. Yeah. And now you're right. just a joke. Uh, but then again, you know, Natalia survived having a farting gimmick. So. <laughs> and she had yeah. a run for a while with the title, you know, kind of recently where... She's kind of the top heel on SmackDown right now. Yeah. Um, so. I would think you would have to be. Worst things could happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, worst things could happen. You're flatulent. That's almost automatically makes you a heel. So then after that match, like we mentioned, John Cena kind of interrupted it. It had been teased for what, a few weeks or months? It's been a few weeks. Probably okay. not. It was probably about three, three, four weeks. Yeah. Where okay. he, was he called out, out the Undertaker. Called like, Undertaker yeah. His original thing, and then they had a break, and then he then he like went hardcore into it. But yeah. at this point, all we saw was a referee came out, talked to him, and then he ran to the back. Right. Yeah. So we didn't see anything at this point. It didn't pay off yet. And then that led into our United States Championship Fatal Four Way match between Jinder Mahal, Rusev, Bobby Roode, and Randy Orton. Who was this? The uh, this was just kind of eh. This is a less sigh. Yes. <laughs> this, this match. Is a, this is the let everybody down a little bit. <clears throat> Here's the problem with this match. Going into it, you have boring Randy Orton. Yes. Um, because currently, Randy Orton, last few years, he's been super boring. He's just there. Yeah, he's not been passionate about anything he's done. Right, and Randy Orton could be great when he's into the what he's doing, but he's really just been not. He's checked out. He's he, he's been boring for me since Evolution. 
Really? Yeah, time. yeah. I, I he had a good his little when he was punting people in the head as a as a villain, and he had the feud with Triple H. I thought he was okay then. To me, he just always seemed sort of kind of one dimensional. You know, I mean, it's just there was never really any depth to his character. You know, no matter how hard they tried to to develop his character, he just wasn't carrying it very well. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. After the whole legend killer thing ended, uh, it did seem just. I'm a bad guy. I can kick your ass, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And there's, well, I mean, there's that's more to it. His whole gimmick is I'm an arrogant heel. Yeah. yeah. But for whatever reason, he's a face, so it doesn't come off well. Right. In the same in the same way, you have Bobby Roode, who should be a heel because the man works great heel. Right. But they have they're just all in on this. He's a good guy. Yeah. And it's absolutely he's boring, and he's like. And it's funny because people like people joke and call him like little Triple H because he wrestles very similar to Triple H. And right. I agree with that. I do think his style is similar, and that's not a bad thing. Right. But it's a boring he it's a boring face wrestling style. Yes. Um then you have Jinder Mahal, which is the guy that nobody wants. Right. Um, yeah. which actually I'm not so mad about him being US champ. I think given his heel run and given his overall work and improvement, that a, a lower a lower tier title isn't bad. I don't think he should have been world champion yet. I think they I think they've done this in the reverse order. And but WWE is real good about that. They don't want to. They don't want to build somebody properly. They just want to hot shot it. And then they're like, oh, that didn't work. How do we build back from the scratch instead of going from the beginning and starting over? They just like take one step back instead of the five that's needed. Um, and then Rusev, who's technically a heel, but he's so over with the crowd as a face, and they love him so much. Everybody expected him to win this when he was added, like last minute. Yeah, especially how much they've been pushing him. But yeah. well, like I said, instead he's the one who ate the heel. He ate the pen. He ate a, v- a wicked looking coloss from Gender, um, which is the Cobra Cut Slam, isn't it? Isn't it really? Yeah. No, it really is. Something like that. Yeah. It's basically a Cobra Cut. It's the Dream Street. The dr- the Dream Street that uh, DiBiase Jr. did. <laughs> I think it's really what it is. Uh, but yeah, like so he so Gender became the new U.S. champ, and that's not, I'm not mad about that in and of itself, but. Really, at this point, it's it's very much like Braun on Raw. Like, when are you going to put the title on him? He's, right. he's gold. He's money. He's going to make you a lot of money. Put a title on this man. Yeah. You know, Braun Strowman should have had the world title ages ago. He should have took it from Brock. Right. But they, they were all in for the, for the WrestleMania. So yeah. Ultimately, it was just the match you could go use the bathroom during. Like, yeah. Eh. He wouldn't have missed all that, yeah. But that led us into the Raw Tag Team Grudge Match. I'm losing my voice for some Great reason. <laughs> to me, this was, the, this was one of the worst. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have three different opinions. We, we're going to have three different opinions. Uh, this was Ronda, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus <laughs> Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. And... Um, uh, okay, well, since you already spoke up on it first, tell us what you hated about I, this. I, I am not a Rousey fan. I, I'm, okay. I'm really not. I don't think she's... Uh, I, I just don't think that she is WrestleMania material. Now, you wouldn't have put her out there by herself against anybody else, okay? Which is why they had Angle there and Triple H and Stephanie there. Yeah, that's the, that's the train coming! Yeah, no, I just, I just, I'm just not a fan of Rousey, and and I, it, and it goes back to her UFC days, where she got herself, got her butt thoroughly handed to her by Holly Holm. Yeah, and so, and then her comeback fight where she lost again. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and then all the entire, the entire time they were talking about her being the baddest woman in the world. 
I would have loved for Holly Holm to show up at the at the announcing table and go, "Excuse me," <laughs> you know, boot her upside the side of the head. And, now, and I'm it, not. I'm also not a fan of, and I know that a lot of people are fans of this, but I'm not a fan of. There's only there's only been one Rowdy Roddy Piper, only yeah. one, and and I you know it's it's so not only are they bringing her in as a gimmick essentially because that's what I, that's how I see her now until she actually does something on her own she's a gimmick they're they're to me that diminishes the legacy of Roddy Piper now I know she's a lifelong fan and, and Roddy liked her and all that stuff I, I I understand all that but to me right now her wearing his stuff and and all that diminishes Roddy Piper in my eyes and so and I don't think she really did anything in that match to be honest with you now do you feel uh because i could probably see this from your perspective uh do you feel like it's a little insulting to the sport of wrestling that she failed so hard in her sport but came in and dominated in this oh, one? Yeah. oh yeah and uh, what i oh what killed me what killed me at uh at uh the royal rumble when she came in and did the point to the oh. side and 30 times <laughs> no no and stood there and stood there. an hour. And stood there. Yeah, I'll and give you stood that one. there. And stood, and it was like, okay, now you've had your arm up long enough that we could smell the stench coming out of your pit all the way over here. Put your arm down. Forget it. And it, and like you said, it was, it was a, it was an interruption of Oscar's win. You know, and it's just, you know, this whole thing of mm-hmm. that should have been a Monday Night Raw. Uh, that should have been the Monday Night yeah. Raw after exactly. after the exactly. Rumble because that really cut into Oscar's win, being the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. It's ridiculous. It, I was upset about that, it's especially like, again as an Oscar fan. Yeah, it's just like when The Rock came in and ruined the main event of WrestleMania just because he was hosting it. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what that felt. That was like the Miz Cena thing, right? Yeah, they did that to set up the Miz, uh, the, the Rock Cena. Once in a I lifetime, mean, thrice in a lifetime. Right. I, I get it. It was just that was actually a really great match, and then The Rock came in and fucked the whole thing up. Right. Uh, but no, I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and say my piece on this one because yeah. I'm the exact opposite of you. I was very entertained by this match. Uh, I was impressed with what Ronda did do, uh, and uh, to be fair, I am weirdly attracted like very attracted to Robert <laughs> there Rossi. it is there but, is the reason <laughs> but putting putting that to the side um there's no way I could have ever seen Ronda Rousey building her way up through the rank like if they had stuck her in NXT that would have just been so outlandish and weird uh just having her have there a counterpoint to that Shayna Baszler who just won the women's championship that same weekend in NXT okay. is one of the four horsewomen of MMA Ronda's friend and Ronda was there to Every time Shayna's wrestled, for the most part, the main match. So you would say... So in, she's equal to Ronda Rousey. In she's MMA, slight. she equals popularity. She was, yeah, she was one of the her four four group. They all okay. trained together and yeah. everything. And she's just now became NXT Women's Champion this same weekend. Yeah. But she worked the legit way, actually went trained as a wrestler but, outside of WWE, got into WWE. But can you really right. say that she does have the same celebrity that Ronda no, Rousey no, does? No, no. Like it's, like, it's like A-list yeah. versus... A minus list. Because yeah, I was going to say, I don't follow MMA at all. I've never heard of that woman, but I know who Ronda Rousey is, and I've watched her, some right. of her fights uh, before all of this WWE stuff got started. Uh, so I would argue it's it's a different tier. Now, and if if they have, if she had come over before her loss to Holly Holm, before her two losses in a row that ended her MMA career, mm-hmm. if they'd have brought her over before that, that makes yeah. it seem more legit. But. To bill her as the baddest woman on the planet, 
I that... keep calling her that after she got not just not just oh Holly Holm just barely squeaked out a win over. No, it wasn't nothing like that. Holly Holm done knocked her the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the and, thing and with... her and her in ring stuff, other than her going for the arm bar. Yeah. Tell me what else was impressive. Uh, that, I... by the way, was blocked ninety percent of the time <laughs> by Stephanie. I'm going to come to that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> all Stephanie had to do was this. Granted, you know. okay, she she didn't have a whole move list that you could probably recite offhand and look up in the in, in the video game or whatever. I could. But... <laughs> I could recite exactly well, no, what she I, did in that match. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, okay, she didn't have a plethora of stuff to do, but honestly, do a lot of these wrestlers ever do a whole lot outside of a lot of kicks and punches and laying over here and laying over there? I, that's the problem with WWE right now. That's why I keep jumping off is because there's just not a variety. And given that, I think she kept her timing really well. I think her technique was on point. I think what she did do was like perfectly executed and you also had like greats like kurt angle and triple h in there helping her sell that type of stuff i think it all just flowed really well and just from an entertainment standpoint okay it, it worked and you and you just hit so, the nail on the head and, yeah. and what made if there was any way to say that that match was a success at all it's the fact that triple h and kurt angle were in there and here's why Triple H is the ultimate corporate guy. He will job to anybody and make oh, them yeah. look ten times better than they actually are. Now. <laughs> now, yeah. If you put if you were to put Rousey in the ring with Asuka, okay, you're not gonna get anywhere near the quality of match of what you got at WrestleMania this time. And the only reason I say that is because you had the the Triple H almost hitting Stephanie. Remember when she was standing on the yeah, ring apron yeah. and everything? You know, shades of last year. Every WrestleMania practice. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They're just standing yeah. in the back. WrestleMania, and WrestleMania really is the one time of the year Stephanie gets comeuppance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because generally she's immune to any kind of ball feedback right. or, or any kind of payback until WrestleMania. Right, right. Yeah. Except for this year with the Rousey stuff. Right. Now, I'll agree that maybe like out of the box... Uh, Rousey couldn't contend with uh, some of the other female talent that they've got right now, but that's because she's untested. I think if they do what they're kind of selling and they actually put her in matches on the shows and not just keep her for uh, pay-per-views, I I think we're going to see a lot of growth from her. I think she's going to form into a legitimate... WWE female superstar, and she could very well do that. I mean, she's athletic, and you know, I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from her athleticism or anything. And she sells and the intensity got, too, you know. Yeah. But I just think that I, I think her biggest weakness is the psychology of it. I don't think she's any good at all at playing the crowd. And, and because look at her every time she comes out on the entranceway, what's the first thing she does? She gets that big ass cheesy grin yeah. on her face, like <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all clapping for me. Settle it down. But that you know? that could also just be the, the people in the, the back running the show telling her, you gotta smile, you gotta smile. Well, Because Vince is bad for that. Here's my take on the match, and Ronda especially. It was not a bad match. As far as celebrity is at WrestleMania goes, it's one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. 
and that's how I look at it. I look at it as a celebrity match at WrestleMania, not a roster member match. Right. They can say she's full roster all they want, but right. that remains to be seen. Right. If you if we get to the WrestleMania next year and she's had a match at every pay per view, and she's had at least two of the the four Raws of the of the month at a match on those, and she's wrestled. That many matches? Yeah, she's putting in the work. Absolutely. I will say, yeah, she's a full roster member. Yeah, but if we get to this time next year and she's Brock Lesnar wrestling, right. then she's not. She's a celebrity doing wrestling. Right. And but, that's the problem we have now is she's only been wrestling, she's only been training for a couple of months. Right. So she's not going to be great at it anyway. Like, she can't be. She doesn't have the time in. Well, you know, who the, you know, who's, you know who's set the bar for celebrity wrestlers? LT. Females. Oh, females? Females. Snooki. Snooki. Snooki with that, that cr- weirdly was, good. It was weirdly good. And also ruined John Morrison's career with the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> because he wouldn't hug Trish Stratus after the end right. of his money. <laughs> I mean, how bad, is that? how bad is that that Snooki actually set the bar as far as athleticism and how she worked in the ring and everything? She did, that, like, hand, she did that handspring back elbow. The, I know. the cartwheel one. It like, was yeah. And her Luthez press was... Pretty impressed. Unfortunately, yeah. at that time period, she was better than most of the roster of female yeah. wrestlers. Because yeah. that's back when we had Kelly, Yelly Yelly, and uh, yes. Tori oh. Wilson, and, and such as our champions, Ashley Massaro. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when, when the women's division was so bad that Snooki stood out. Right, the best Snooki thing. Was that's when the women's yes. division was so bad that the first ever real women's battle royal WrestleMania was won by a man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad the roster was. They had to let a dude win it. Oh, that's God, amazing. that's great. Yeah, the pre-James Ellsworth, Ellsworth. Right? There have been some ups and downs in this business. <laughs> but the sure match is. itself was good. I yeah. liked it overall. Uh, again, it's it's. I got to see Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Right. Uh, the overall beginning of the match was good because Stephanie played a great heel at the beginning. Yes. Uh, that was like the good beats. Now, the bad yes. beats. Here's the bad thing. Kurt Angle is lost a step. Oh, yeah. And that's sad to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kurt Angle's return to, to wrestling and WrestleMania was a little spoiled because of the, the mono outbreak or whatever happened that ruined the shield thing and they had to throw Kurt in there and, and it was and a, then Triple H wrestled with him in like one of the, the foreign places they, they did. He wrestled as a shield member in place of Roman. Like this is all weird stuff they did. Like right. and it and just kind of took away a little bit from this match. But this for is, me, uh, I like I had no idea that Kurt was in this match. I knew that Rousey had a match at WrestleMania. I didn't know what it was. Well and they so didn't, I didn't they didn't do that until they set up the match itself. They basically yeah. said you get a whatever match you want. And then he made and it, it was a tag on, like, match Raw or because she wanted yeah, a match I didn't with see that episode. Yeah, she wanted a match yeah. with Stephanie, and then Kurt made it a tag match. And so showing up to watch the show, finding out that this was a thing, I'm, I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan. I love that man, uh, his career in the ring, and just to see that was a little bit well, of a letdown. Well, the well, yeah. the good thing about it was was this was our first match with Kurt back in his full Olympic gear, yes. being yeah. Kurt Angle. So we got to see the the pull down and all that. Right. So I mean, we got some really good spots, there and, I, and there were some really good sequences I liked. However, I will say that my biggest criticism of Rousey as a wrestler right now with that match, number one, the match went five minutes too long. If right. you cut five minutes from that match, it would have been a great match, right. I think. Number and, two of that... Um, my, my my next criticism overall, Ronda punches like Shane. She does the rabbit punches. Yes. That are the worst look. And everyone's like, look how great and crisp those punches are. And I'm like, they don't look good. They're rabbit punches. It's this. I think Shane look, does. I think they look stiffer than Shane's at least. I, I will give you that, happened. but that's not like. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah. is it chocolate or dark chocolate? It's still right. chocolate. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, of course, the big, the big thing in the match. Um, I was surprised. This WrestleMania did three things that they've not done in a long time. Man-on-woman violence. Yeah. Because he was going to pedigree Ronda. Yep. And they, they physically hit each other. Right. They brought back Pyro. 
which we yeah, haven't seen in a long yeah. time, yeah. and blood. They yes. buckets of blood in the the main event. This this WrestleMania was of all the returns. Yeah. Those are the three I didn't expect. Right. Which yeah, uh, we we for, failed to mention. Charlotte got busted open during the yeah, but that was an accident. Yeah, yeah like I'm still, talking like, I mean, Haley, like we're talking about blood. actual actual blood. crimson mask type. Stuff. Yeah, we yeah. will get to that. But but. And like I said, my biggest but my biggest disappointment in the match, I think, is Stephanie McMahon blocking a legit MMA armbar yes. by holding her hands together, right. which is not a thing. Right. And this is something that legitimate fighters can't actually block that way. And right. you um, you could say, well, she's been training with Triple H, but still, I, you're not selling it that way. Yeah, no, she's not. Well, Triple H is not a jujitsu expert either. <laughs> like, when, when Ronda Rousey squared up with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and Kurt Angle were taken out of the match, mm-hmm. if they wanted to do this match properly, the big thing here should have been Ronda destroyed Stephanie. Yes. No ifs, ands, or buts. And right. the only reason the match could then extend is Triple H makes the save. Right. He breaks up the pin. He breaks up the submission. What have you? And this is what you and me were saying. It, you yeah, and I, Stu, were saying during the match when they had that moment, when they did have that moment where Stephanie was in the arm bar and Triple H was in the, the ankle lock, lock. That should have been the that end of the match. That should have been it. Yeah. That should have been the end of the match. Second thing with that is uh, there was a moment where Ronda does uh, her timing's not great, and you can tell. Like there's a moment she does she does a cool move. Uh, she does the slam. Roll through Fireman Carey right. on Triple H, which is really good. Yeah, but then she stands there way too long, waiting on Stephanie to interfere. Yeah, because her timing's off. Yeah, and again, this could be Stephanie was too slow mm. or whatever. Because Stephanie's not. And a credit to Triple right, H, he was time. selling the struggle type well, thing. I know, but that's the thing to, is they they did, they took too long. Yeah. Um, Generally, when that happens, that's because somebody's not in place. Right, mm-hmm. and she, uh, as I've seen her. In the build-up to this match, she's generally the problem. Right. Like, so far. A uh, good example, she got Triple H in the slant. Like, she was going to slam him into a table. And Stephanie slams her into a table instead. She comes up behind her. She just stood there and waited for Stephanie to grab her. And then she just has that, oh, my God, look on her face while Stephanie slams her through a table. Right. And you're just like, well, that's that's on you. That You're the one that doesn't have something to do. And uh, I've done theater. And one of the things you have to do is improv. Yeah. You have to go if somebody's laid on their lines. <laughs> I'd put you in that position. If somebody's laid on their lines, I'd put you in that position. You you have to kill time somehow. You have to let them know, hey, it's your time, but you also have to keep the action moving. You have to make it look like there's nothing missing. Yeah. You have to never let the crowd look at you and go, why are they just standing there? What is missing? Right? And that's why and it comes she down unfortunately to... hasn't got that yet. She's and that's untested. fine. That's something you pick up. But yeah. again, her first match ever is at WrestleMania. Well, that says something. Yeah. Now that she's under contract, like she's locked in. So now they don't have to worry about scaring her away. They got her. They can take her off to the side and be like, look, this is shit. We need to work on this. Uh, don't I'll, care about your background. Let's work on this. And I will agree with you that my biggest other problem with Ronda in general, and always, everything she's done so far with WWE is the dumb smile all the time until yeah. actual... Sure, she gets a great mean face when she's actually killing somebody. Right. She sells that. Yeah. But the fact that she's smiling the rest of the time, and and every time she had to talk when they did their their talk segments of leading up to WrestleMania, it was cringeworthy. It was terrible when they did that sit down at the table. And yeah, it, it was just it was not like somebody that should be a big deal yeah. the, the, as a wrestler. The, the baddest woman on the planet should not be smiling like that when she comes out on ever. the entrance. Hell no. Ever. 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 You think they're ever going to like, have Goldberg do that shit? But right. That's the thing. Look at Shayna Baszler. Look at her contemporary. Right. Shayna Baszler who just won the NXT Women's title. I don't like Shayna Baszler but I don't like her 
again, Miz wise. It's right. not X Pac heat. It's Miz heat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her because she doesn't. I I don't want to like her because she's such a villain. Right. But she's not smiling. She like she smiles when she mm-hmm. hurts people. Yeah. Like her smiles are ha ha I hurt you. Yeah. She's out to hurt people. She's mean. She scowls. She doesn't look like a pleasant person. Right. That's a heel. Right. I know Ronda's supposed to be a face, and faces are bubbly and smiley and good, mm-hmm. generally. But they don't want to build her like that. They're right. trying to build her Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. Especially if you look at her storyline, it's literally authority, the authority, the name that they call themselves, is not the corporation. Well, yeah, and then you look at Monday Night Raw the night after. That's a yeah. very Stone Cold moment. And, and yeah. you know what? That moment was good. When you got to the moment where she, she again, tries to break Stephanie's arm or whatever, mm-hmm. and that whole little section was great. But the smiling up to that point was just not necessary. I'll give it to her that maybe she was luring her into a false sense of security because she was smiling and yeah. friendly and then turned on her. If you want to keep But going it forward, like if I see her this upcoming Monday, I want to see scowling, angry Rousey. I don't want to see smiley Rousey. Ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of room for growth in her. There's well, definite potential in Ronda Rousey, but uh, I do have to concede to some of you guys' points and stuff. Long term, yeah. Still, I was very entertained by this match and uh, Rousey's the reason I watched Raw. And then Raw was the reason I watched SmackDown. So, <laughs> Ronda brought me back in. So, I gotta give her that at least. But, we went from there into the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day versus the Usos. So, we had a, a good little triple threat there. And this is another one of those, eh, matches. Well, this match, unfortunately, suffered from... I feel like they cut time from this because of this the, the Kurt Angle, Rousey, yeah. Stephanie, yeah. Well, Triple I feel H like match. a lot of them suffered from... Like, but I feel like this one in particular lost some time. Matches. So. Um, this match was... What it was supposed to be. Yeah. Given how they started this this triple threat feud, this match did exactly what you expected them to do, and that is, simply put, the Bludgeon Brothers murdered everybody and won the titles. Right. Yep. There was a small moment of hope for the, for the good guys, so to speak, but the Bludgeon Brothers just killed them and took the titles, which is what this match should have been, given the way they built the Bludgeon Brothers. Ultimately, Had the Bludgeon Brothers not won this match long-term, it would have been a terrible waste of time. Ultimately, though, the, this is one that really could have been struck from the card and done on the like regular shows. Uh, uh, no, actually, like in and of itself, this it made sense that this was here, especially given the, the build up. Uh, the use, the really, this match was for two things. For one thing, this match, and there was a lot of talk about it for this particular reason. And I think this match was literally just a reward to the Usos who have never been on the main WrestleMania card. Nine that WrestleManias and have true. never been in the main card. They've been on the pre-show eight times. Oh this is the first year they got to actually be on the main card. So that is probably the entire existence of this match's reason. It's literally a, here, here's your WrestleMania moment. Right. You actually get one. Even if it is you losing. Now, mind you, they didn't take the pin either. And then on SmackDown, they won the right, which I don't know why they had to win the right. They should have got a rematch anyway. But neither here nor there. They won the right to uh, then also take on the Bludgeon Brothers at either Backlash or the Greatest Rumble, one of the two, for the tag titles. That Greatest Rumble, I think, is going to be like 18 hours long. There's like <laughs> there's nine <laughs> matches plus a 50-man Royal Rumble. Oh, oh my God. God. Like every single title is on the line except for the women's because they have no women because they can't have any women wrestling because it's Saudi Arabia. Right. Oh, my God. 
and there's a lot of people really you can't down. Drive, can't wrestle. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of people really down on the WWE for even doing business there. Let's take yeah. progress where we can get it. They're getting a uh, they're getting a Royal Rumble. Um, well, Black yeah, I mean Panther that's. I mean, they literally the United Arab, Arab, Arabic Emirates. United just Arab recently yeah. had their first women's match, which was yeah. Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Right. Yeah. They had to wear full body gear because uh, you wear their regular wrestling gear. But I mean, hey, it's the first women's wrestling match ever there. So they they just allowed women to start driving, and so I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. Take, take it where you can get it. So, but still, yeah. it's, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is. And the, and the rate of car accidents went way up. <laughs> Thirty-seven thousand. Well, on that very ad-friendly note, uh, we're gonna go ahead and Geico. <laughs> What's in your wallet? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> I wish we had Geico money. <laughs> but no, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, hear a little ad that involves uh, time travel and violence among friends. And uh, that is for Tricon. So we're going to go ahead and do that now. Where is Odal at? Man? I don't know, man. He's always talking about how he needs to be out of here by a certain time. We make accommodations. It's means... already 7.30. Guys, guys. We had such a blast. What are you talking about? Did okay. you just come out of the portal? Yeah, I think we're skipping over that fact. Oh, there's God. no time for that no. right now. That oh. wasn't called for. Wow. Guys, Tricon. Oh, okay. What is, what is that? Where is, is, it, is where that? Is that? It is the Tri-State Comic Book Convention, June 2nd, Huntington, West Virginia, Big Sandy Superstore Arena. Okay, well, these comic book conventions are always money pits, man. Can we really afford no, that? No, no, no. This one is only $10 for admission. Kids under 10, get in free. What? (laughs) But is it, okay, that cheap, it's got to be just like boxes of comics as far as the eye can see. Nothing really worth seeing. No, no, no. We've got vendors, we've got artists, we've got some pretty stellar media guests. There's going to be a cosplay contest. The winner just, who was it? You gotta be there to find out. Well, let's get our tickets right now, then. Come on, guys. Let's jump in the time warp. And we're back. And uh, I can't. <laughs> I just, I just reminded me of the uh, the skit with uh, with uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, whoever on Saturday Night Live were the, the DAs. Or oh, it was uh, Ben Affleck. And we're back. <laughs> Every single time we've had to take the ad break, I've always had the most awkward. And we're back. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll, after two years of doing this without ads, I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. Uh, then uh, after that tag team championship match, we went into the impromptu, the Undertaker versus John Cena match. Now, this important to note here is that it's more than just a match. There's a whole structure to this that was a lot more than I expected. They didn't just do the Taker thing because the first chunk of this was really fun, in my opinion. Cena comes out for his match. The referee comes out and says, nah, there's no Undertaker. I don't know why they called you back. Yeah, right. He gets all upset, goes to leave. They set it up like the Undertaker's there, and it's Elias. Yeah. And that I loved. Elias comes out to massive heat. He comes out, tells John, go back and be a fan. Go away. Nobody right. needs you. And John goes back to be a fan, and Elias just makes fun of him and The Undertaker both. And, and what, was, and it, what was he playing? Yeah. Oh, he started with, uh, it's um, um, House of the Rising Sun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And now, yeah. in retrospect. He's like, you expected something else? Right. In retrospect, I was really bummed out while this was happening. I was sitting there going, 
fuck this. Let's just get to the next match. Go to... And at the time, I hated that. But like now that I think back, I'm like, fuck, that was such a great way to sell it to me. I, I loved it. And here's the thing, because I thought they were going to do the thing I expected was, after all of this, Undertaker shows up and says, hey, John, I'll see you next WrestleMania. And then we have time to build it proper instead right. of just John Cena screaming at him for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, what we got was that whole segment goes, then he just destroys Elias, which I didn't want. He's an up-and-coming guy. He could have used the rub a little better. Right. And afterwards, we get the whole Undertaker thing. Now, of the Undertaker thing they did, I did enjoy the fact that they did the they did the theatrics. Right. They did the thing. They were like, hey, we remember that he put his ring, and stu- his ring gear here, although there's boots there now because... You know, he took his boots off. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't take his boots off. But his ring gear shows up randomly, gets struck by lightning, disappears. Yeah. It's really good cinematography. Um, I like that they, they took a moment to actually do continuity, which right. is rare, especially with WWE. Right. Yeah. And then Real Undertaker, not American Badass like everybody expected. He shows up. They have their squash match. And uh, like I said, the good, the good moment from this match, the only real moment that I thought was real fun was John Cena... Doing going for the five knuckle, five knuckle shuffle, he bounces off the ropes. Undertaker does his setup move, and Cena falls down in fear. Yeah. My problem with that, in retrospect, though, is Cena has been calling out the Undertaker all this time, and right. then as soon as the match actually happens, Cena becomes a cowering idiot. Yeah, he's scared of him, and yeah. it makes no sense to call out the Undertaker for weeks. And then when he shows up, you poop yourself. Yes. Well, and and even more to that point, it, this isn't his first run-in with The Undertaker. It's their first WrestleMania moment. It's their yeah. first WrestleMania, but, but it's not the first yeah, time he's fought It's not like they've the never Undertaker. fought. Yeah. Right. So literally, it makes so. no sense for Cena to suddenly become super scared of him. Yeah. Right. It makes no sense at all, and, not, and neither neither their storyline nor Cena's character. And, you know, you can, ba- you can bag on Super Cena all you want, but even re- disregarding that, it's just he's not a guy who... Should literally be, you know, falling over in fear from the Undertaker. Right. He could be shocked. He could be, how did he get up from that? Yeah, that's fine. But to actively, like, literally fall out of a move in fear. Right. Every time the Undertaker does stuff to, like, just fall back in just Mm. scared mode, like, it just makes no sense. Right. It's not good narrative. And yeah, that made the Undertaker look great. He killed Cena in two minutes. Two minutes, 40-some seconds is, like, the official match time. Yeah, right. That doesn't count the eight minutes of Undertaker walking to the ring. <laughs> this this uh, WrestleMania... Hey, we knew that old. Someone did the math. <laughs> it for a couple years now. Yeah. Someone did the math, and this WrestleMania was an hour in entrances total. Yeah. An hour of no, this WrestleMania was entrances. Well, that's not bad if you think about the fact that if you're... It's a five-hour show. It's a five-hour show, so you've got yeah. roughly three hours of actual action... About an hour of entrances and an it hour of recap still, stuff because they always ran a recap thing between there. Still, you don't need it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think the match was fun. It wasn't what I wanted. I wanted the American badass, and all the way up into the point where the bell hit, they had the opportunity because when they uh, when the lightning hit the gear, that was the perfect time to have the rev up. Well, you, you, you know, you couldn't do the Undertaker. You couldn't do the American Badass. Triple H had all the bikes in in the in New Orleans <laughs> yeah. uh, for his entrance. He rented them all, so right. unfortunately, no motorcycles available. Now, I will say this about the Undertaker: uh, he did look good in the ring overall. Yep. He moved yeah. way better than he did last year when he yes. fought Roman. So, in a way, he got a little bit of that back, that little bit of that chuchpa, the that heat that he had from last year, because that match just was not really great. Yeah, he didn't great. move very good. Right. Um, and really, I, th- I think that match, 
you know, a lot of people look back on the match and they're like, well, Roman, blah, blah, blah. Really, it's Undertaker old. Yeah. That, that was the problem last year. Because yeah. if you had this same Undertaker from this year, I don't know if he had his hip surgery or whatever, he was just in a much better condition. You had him going at this speed last year with Roman, they could have put on a great match because Roman can work great with people who can work great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I love that he, that he climbed to the top rope. Yeah, he, he know, did old school. Did old, yeah, school. old school. But yeah, With like, a K. oh, it, that that choke slam. Yeah, that, that choke slam was a nice. That, that was an attitude era choke slam. Yep. Yeah. that was an old school cane choke slam that we ain't seen in years. That was yeah. an because one. we've only seen the 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 pick them up, put the hand on the back, lay them down gently for the not good night. Right. Um, that was one of the. That's the choke slam that people hate taking because yeah. that's the one that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Taker because that's yeah. actually way up on his shoulders and neck too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's one of the ones that people say is one of the worst moves to take is is a real good choke slam. Yeah. Because that it hurts. It's hard. And to you bump. only have it's so much control. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to bump that. It's hard yeah. to bump that without hurt getting hurt or just hurting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that like to see that choke slam, that's another return. A, a real righteous choke slam, right? Uh, so, like, the, I like that. Like, I like those yeah. moments. But yeah, I wish, I wish they would have just taken the time to set up next year yeah. if they were going to do it, and not have this because we didn't get any feedback build from the Undertaker, right? Mm-hmm. And that made the match just a throwaway WrestleMania moment. Yeah, and WrestleMania moments only mean something if they have something to them. Yeah. yeah. Other than John Cena going, I'm bored and I don't. I want something to do at WrestleMania, right. so I'm gonna just yell at you for three weeks. Yeah. And then, oh, you're gonna show up and destroy me. Well, that that paid off. Yeah. Now, now granted, if this did something long term for for Cena, if he turned heel, or had a run where he was more heelish, and it was all because of how that went down, brilliant. Right. We wish for that every year. Though. I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. Guys like Roman, guys like yeah. Cena, that's what they need. They need that little that little shot in the arm. And this is the moment where you look at bad things like this and the Brock match later for Roman. You used to look at those and you go, this is an opportunity for you to do something with this and it, for it to pay off long term. And if it pays off long term, this was worth it. Right. But if you don't do that, then this was a waste of my time because it was not great. It wasn't right. what these guys could deliver, right. especially yeah. with Undertaker moving like that. These guys could deliver a really good match. Yeah, yeah. and I, which I would love to see next year. I'll but now say we've it, seen it every time. Cena is a great wrestler. He has all of the talent, and he used to show that, especially in his early days back when he's coasted now. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and now they're they're putting him in a position where he you go out there, you do your like big. Uh, they're called the five moves of doom. Yeah, the five moves of Everybody, doom. That's like, what I was all trying the big, to All the big guys, Kevin yeah. Nash. Yep. Kevin yeah. Nash originated the five moves of doom. You get your five moves of doom, and you get out of there. And so those two, yeah, they could they could really tear the house down if they wanted to. But uh, moving along, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Grudge Match, which was the returning Daniel Bryan after what three years. It was three years yep, he was retired. Yep, three years. And Shane McMahon the versus... The best wrestler in the world. The best... <laughs> hey, that's why they call him the money. And uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> this now, match, man. Yeah. Now, what we had going into this one was... Uh, and again, I hadn't been watching the show up to it. But what I put together was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had screwed someone over. They got fired. And this was a match to save their jobs. Okay, right? so to, the build-up to this match was simply this. Shane McMahon, who's the best wrestler in the world, yes. was fighting with AJ Styles, and they had a match. And then that transitioned into AJ became a face, so then it transitioned into Kevin Owens and, and Shane McMahon having matches. And then their big breakup was Hell in a Cell. Shane did the elbow drop off the cell because he always has to drop, jump off of everything. Of course. And he never hits. 
So he goes to jump off the cell to elbow drop Kevin Owens through the table, and Sami Zayn, who had been a face at the time and feuding with Kevin Owens many, many times, randomly shows up and saves him at the last second, and it was really good timing. It was amazing. But they're good wrestlers, so it's expected. So Shane just, just, eats, just eats it and dies into the table, and so then he turns around and has a vendetta against these two SmackDown wrestlers, who basically they come out, and Sami Zayn became one of my favorite heels because he's the most swarmy, cocky, asshole heel. And he's like, but he's still like a nerdy, fun guy. Right. So it's just like the most annoying, and it's amazing. I love it. And then Ke- Kevin Owens is already kind of that way. So them back together as heels was really good. So basically they come out and they're basically like, well, we screwed Shane because he said that the land opportunity, and there's no opportunity. He's just getting the same guys' matches over and over again. These guys are champions over and over again. They just keep getting, tra- you know, he lost his title shot, got a new one. You know, I didn't get, even get a chance to get in there. Yeah. I didn't even get a match, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's why I went heel. And then this, so this transitions for a while. And then the build up to this was Daniel Bryan, who at the time couldn't wrestle because he's hurt, basically started siding with Sammy and Kevin and started screwing over yeah. AJ and Shane by default. And this was all building up to possibly some sort of most likely proxy match, Daniel's proxy versus Shane's proxy or Daniel's proxy versus Shane or something of that nature. But... Uh, basically, they broke it down, and Sammy and Kevin beat up Shane real bad. And it was vicious looking. They put his neck in a chair and slammed him into the ring post. They powerbombed him on, like, a, a, a tote or something in the backstage. They they kicked him in the face. They, they hit finishers on him. Like, they viciously beat him up, and it was actually pretty vicious looking. Uh, and then, so, so, because he's out, he's beat up. Uh, Daniel says, oh, I can wrestle again. And the moment he says, I can wrestle again, he fires the two for beating up their boss. And then they beat him up, which turns into, well, now it's going to be a tag match versus you two. If you win, you get to keep your job on SmackDown. If not, you're gone because they've already fired him. And then the leading into this match, why I say Shane McMahon is the best wrestler in the world, is they tell everyone how he's got like a herniated disc, a staph infection, and he got diverticulitis, <laughs> which is the thing that Brock's MMA career. And he's wrestling with all of these things. Right. And at the beginning of the match, Daniel Bryan gets shit canned right out the match, dead by, by a sneak attack. Yeah. And the first five minutes of the match is Shane one on one on two against two actual good wrestlers. And he not only holds his own, prime. at one point he has the advantage. He is beating them up. He hits the coast-to-coast coast on Sami Zayn at one point, all while having diverticulitis. He literally does his rapid, his rapid, rapid punches yeah. to both of them and just beats the crap out of them at all by himself. he selling the diverticulitis. Like, that was the worst part. He'd stop <laughs> yeah, and just, oh, 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 my tummy. Man, and when they powerbombed him on, the, on that, uh, that, that locker thing in the back. Yeah. His moaning that he was doing was the worst thing. I, <laughs> like I, I it's the worst say, sound, like a seal dying. I will say what's 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 impressive about him though is that he could still hit the coast to coast. Yes, because yeah. that's a long way to jump. Yes, even with a little bit of spring from the rope. I mean, that's he, it helps. He's tall. It does go. help. He's tall. Yeah, but yeah, the fact that he but can still hit the coast to coast. That he's starting off. Yeah, crouch at this angle, and then has to turn in air. No, I don't and get those feet up. That's to me. I don't I mean, the rest that. of it to me is he's just you know yeah. he's, he's Shane O'Mac. But the coast to coast thing because I I can remember watching it and thinking, holy crap! Because he didn't have the trash can to hit either, so now he's got to go that he's little actually extra, kick that, him, yeah. that actual two three feet now. And I thought, holy shit, he's climbing to the top. There's no way he's going to hit this. There's no something's going to happen, and and he's not going to he's not going to jump off. And sure enough, he had plenty of room to spare. 
It's like when uh, Roman hit him at Royal Rumble last year, yeah, and hit him while he did the coast to coast with the spear midair and almost hurt him, like yeah. hurt him for real, but almost hurt him real that's bad. What was, that's what he was selling this year. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> He's so hard he felt it next year. Right. That's the that's the cause of diverticulitis. <laughs> right, but it's just it's it's just ridiculous that Shane could have those ailments and still wrestle two guys way above his pay grade. Right, and and he did it long enough for Daniel to finally come back and and literally one one handedly. Be or one single handedly, single-handedly yeah. no, not one handedly. He didn't literally use one hand. He's by himself. <laughs> then well, went, well. went ahead and beat Sammy and Kevin by himself. While Shane is, you know, he's he's out of the match for the rest of it because he's hurt. But it, it's just the ridiculousness of, of of him doing that. Like it was a great moment to see Daniel Bryan wrestling again. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for that. Yes, and the parts where and Daniel wrestled was stiff good. Too, you notice yeah, that? Yeah, um, his drop kicks. He has that flipping <laughs> oh, drop kick. I hate. Every time I'm like. No, and I, was, like I know, I know he has to do in, uh, impact testing and concussion testing after every match yeah. as part of his comeback because that was such a big deal. Right, but it's just like, man, why, why are you doing? Why are you flipping like that? Like, why aren't you just doing <laughs> regular drop kicks? Why are you just flipping on your face? Like, right, what the heck? Everyone too, but I mean, he doesn't look like he's lost a step, and that's great. And and that part of the match I love. So I love that part of the match. And some of Shane's stuff was good, like seeing him hit the coast to coast is great. Yeah, it's nice to see. It's it's it's. Weird that he can still hit it. I, I do agree there. He has lightning fast uh, hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, here's my and like I said, like the problem with Shane is literally he follows Vince McMahon's song because in the in the in the No Chance in Hell song, there's this part where it says Shane too strong, and 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 I agree. Right. He he is too strong of a wrestler right. that he can keep up with world champions like AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, both of which who in the last year were at one point a champ, a world champion, because uh. Kevin was the Universal before he came over to SmackDown. So it's been a year and a half or so since he was world champion. So why didn't Shane ever actually... I wonder why, or does anybody ever actually know the real reason why he never actually tried to become a regular member of the roster, a working member of the roster? Honestly, my best guess off the top of my head is Vince. I assume Vince said no. I assume Vince said, I want you doing this stuff. Right. You're not going to do this, you're going to do this. I assume, like, most likely, because Stephanie... And Shane both have the same, like, they do sporadic matches yeah. Vince used to do, sure. but never full-time, and they're more CEO behind the scenes. So right. I assume it has a lot to do with that. I assume Vince said, oh, no, 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 that's dangerous. Like, it's okay to be dangerous a little bit, yeah. but not full-time because you're going to eventually get hurt. Mm-hmm. But to the credit of the Shane O'Mac character, the oh. whole thing that he's always had is that he's tough as now. It's not oh, that yeah. he's, like, this expert wrestler or that he's a total badass. Yeah. It's that he's tough as shit. You just wouldn't want to beat him in a dark alley. And, and we got that yeah. from that King of the Ring match. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle, the Kurt Angle thing where they yeah. where they didn't. He was going through that glass. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one he ended up going through wasn't even a, a then, work, it wasn't even a work glass. He went through a real plate glass window. Right. Yeah. And then his whole feud with Kane sold it even further. So he's always been that guy who can like well, take one, a lot of shit. He's one of the few people that got a good out. match out of test. Yeah. Like in my personal opinion. He's one of the few people I, that I, had a good I'd match out of test. Because yep. test wasn't great. No. And but but Shane got a decent match out of him and that's yeah. I mean that's that's a credit to Shane I think. And then, not, I think that's so I think that's also a hallmark of a great wrestler is if you can make your opponent look good. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's and one Shane thing that, that. that that Shane does. Triple H does. Even Cena, even Cena can make oh, somebody yeah. look good. You know, and uh, to me that's always been the hallmark. Uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, yep. all those guys. They knew that they were 
because they didn't want, whether whether it was to make the other guy look good or they just didn't want to look bad. Making the other guy look good makes them look better. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we've got guys in RCW that do the same thing. I am not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, again, we fall under that full time roster thing, right? Like, yeah. Right. You've uh, only been in like what three matches? Uh, probably half a dozen, I think, half altogether. Dozen? Yeah, yeah, a few tag matches. I and, couldn't remember. And, um, I, I lost to, to Hollywood, and, and uh, um, but uh, did a couple six-man tag matches, I was say, tag I knew you matches. Were, you were in a couple of tag matches back when with, you were. Uh, with Tank and uh, uh, Weapons of Mass Destruction, yeah. or as we like to call ourselves now, the Weapons of Mass. Because uh, <laughs> there's uh, not a lot of destruction, but there was a whole lot of mass. You were uh, you were managing Tyson Rogers and... Uh, West Cannon. West Cannon, yeah. Yeah. The West Cannon. Hmm. Yes. I remember. I remember the story. When the, when the mic goes off, we'll talk more about him. <laughs> We're not here to trash anybody. I think, it's going to be you. That, I think that is the first time in SMP that we've ever had a, will we get off the mic? Will we get off the mic? Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's only fair. New yeah, landmark he's not, if, if he was here, there'd be one thing. Yeah. But he's not here, so. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty good match. Like, just for all the elements that were in there... Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. From a, from it was a, a great return for Daniel Bryan. For a casual, who got fan, the win? It was a, it was a good match for the casual fan. It was a good match for a hardcore fan. For every reason that you listed, yeah. Stewie, it, it's, yes. But for a casual, you know, now me, I'm a, I've been a a, a, a a Daniel Bryan fan since he was Bryan Danielson in, in Ring of Honor. Bryan Danielson, and, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, he was fantastic there, and that's why he moved up. Yeah. You know, essentially, and so I always loved watching him work, and so to see him be able to come back because I was really sad that he got injured and couldn't work, and I knew that was just killing him, just killing him. Yeah, that actually brings up two things I wanted to—I forgot to mention the build-up to the triple threat at the beginning. One of the most best lines they did—it was pretty funny. Miz called them by their old indie names. He called Seth Rollins Tyler Black, and he tried to call Finn Balor Prince Devitt, but he called him Prince Nevitt. Oh. So he messed up the line, but Maybe also and then and then and then the replay the, the the opposite side of that is after this match, most importantly is the Monday Night Raw after Kevin and Sammy showed up asking for jobs, mm-hmm. and he Kurt Angle literally said I don't have a spot for a tag team, but I hear TNA is hiring. Yeah, yeah. I noticed I that, and people were like. People like it's funny because Austin Aries like defended it and right. was like, "Well, he defended TNA." And he was like, "Well, first of all, TNA is not doesn't exist anymore. We're Impact Wrestling." And I'm like, "Yeah, you'll be TMA forever." Yeah, but it was really funny because it was a big deal and it was like yeah. the best the best commercial for TNA they've ever had. Mm-hmm. That's like, the ever the first time they've ever referenced on air, yeah. directly. Even TNA. Edge and Christian yeah. weren't allowed to talk about it when AJ Styles was on. They were like things that we are never going to be allowed to talk about. All your time spent between this time in that other company, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, yeah, so they've, they've never said. And even yeah. when Dixie Carter showed up for the AJ Styles stuff and the Kurt Angle stuff, the package they did, Kurt Angle, right. it's Kurt Angle stuff. They they never mentioned where she was from. They never said yeah. former owner, former main character of that. So it's just it's it's nice to do that. They they've done little things like that. Um, so let's uh, we're gonna go ahead and blaze through this next one pretty quickly because our time is going on a little long. But uh, the next match was the Raw Women's Championship: Nia Jax uh, defeating Alexa Ooh, Bliss uh, by pinfall. It was actually a really great match. I I'll tell I you what, said, I, yeah. I said it on Facebook and I'll say it again. I would not want to be the guy that breaks up with Nia Jax. Would not <laughs> want to be that guy. That woman looks like she could 
hurt you. Hurt you no matter how big you are, no matter what gender you are, she will... You know what? Forget my my family (laughs) friendly. She will fuck your day up. You've said fuck like three times earlier anyway. Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say this about the match. I said fudge, fudge before. We're going to edit that, right? (laughs) I I will say this. Uh, I know that like, okay, so leading up to this, the whole thing is it's fat shaming. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't, it's not like being around the book. It's completely fat shaming, which makes no sense because Mickey James literally before she left the last time they did the Piggy James angle where they called her fat. Right. Now suddenly she's the mean girl win on it. I don't understand that. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, that's wrestling logic. You, you can't. You yeah. can't. You got to forget about the past sometimes. Um, but <laughs> Have you I'll seen give, Nia Jax in a bathing suit? I, well, the thing is, we did Oof. hear. We did yeah. hear. Because her outfit, surprisingly, was completely see-through. Mm-hmm. It was an entire... And I was like, is her outfit see-through? I was, right. I was surprised. Um, and, you know, and, and good kudos to her on that. Like, the fact that she is so body positive. Yeah. And I know that this is actually something that had apparently been happening backstage. She actually got some backstage stuff where people were bullying her about her weight. Oh. So this transition, because WB loves to pull real life in. Yeah. And her and Alexa are friends in real life, so, I mean, take that as you will. Right. But uh, the, the thing about my, this Not match, anymore. the first half of this match was amazing. When she ragdolled Mickey, which she had done to Alicia Fox before, yeah. and when she did it, it's it's devastating looking. When she does the hair slam, she's beeling them into oh, the side no. of the, uh, into the barricade, scary. yeah, like I that mean, was it's freaking crazy. It's been man. vicious. The first time she did to Alicia Fox is the worst right. of the two because this one was like a little less. And Alicia Fox is probably smaller, like skinnier than than Mickey. Is Mickey's a thicker girl, right? So I mean, it's probably easier to fling Alicia like that, but it's still vicious looking. And you know, honestly, after everything they built up to this, it needed to happen. She needed to, to just destroy her. Now that brings it to the actual match. She needed to do that to Alexa. Yeah. She needed to get in and just manhandle and destroy Alexa the same way, especially given the size difference right. and the way they build up this match and that the whole, if Alexa, if Nia gets her hands on her, she's going to break her because they've been teasing it and not letting her, Mickey keeps eating it. Yeah. So I expected that and that's not what we got. Instead we got a kind of a dragged out match where Alexa kept poking the eyes, raking yeah. the eyes yeah. and then sort of trying to get her back for it. And then and finally that second rope, um, Simone drop for the win and, and as it should have been. Like, really, you can't build that match here and not let Nia win because you can't... Um, because the only way they could have saved that segment if Nia lost is they cheat and they beat her. Yeah. Or Alexa DQs herself or something. Nia then just destroys her Batista style on edge. Right. And you get Carmella in for the cash-in and a face turn and a move to Raw. Right. That's the only thing you could have done in this segment. Like, that's the only two ways this can go. And not have a very angry crowd. Yeah. Even if they weren't into the match that much, anybody who paid attention to the story they were selling, the fat shaming, there's no way that they could have been okay with how that ended otherwise. Right. So, I'm, I mean, I'm glad they chose the right ending, but again, this shouldn't have been a match. This should have been an utter a decimation. Yeah. Yes. And especially that they're building, they've, they've been trying to build Nia as this unstoppable monster, but then they've, they've had her lose so many times and otherwise be treated badly, that it it's a little bit of that shine's gone. Yeah. Uh, now, the last time I was watching wrestling, it was almost purely for the women's division because it was, like, the best thing on the card, uh, especially last year. That was Impact. <laughs> for a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> I mean, that's still kind of Impact. Yeah. They've got some good women wrestlers. But, 
and during that time, I didn't really see much special in Nia Jax because of the way that they were treating her and selling her. But uh, this big. this match really sold her to me. I, oh, yeah. I, I saw what she was made of. I saw the way that she could conduct herself in the ring. And especially against someone who... Alexa Bliss, like we were talking about, they still have those women who really aren't that special, that awkward era women. Yeah. Alexa's think, great on the mic. Alexa in the ring. Yeah, is, yeah. I think Alexa's one of those. Uh, so for Nia Jax to put on such a great show with her, who can play to her strengths? She no. knows what sh- her strengths you are. You want to see Nia yeah, Jax wrestle so. a good match. You go back to NXT before Bailey got called up. They had a title match when Bailey was champion that was really good. And they, mm-hmm. they did the giant thing. They did the only way Bailey could beat her was she eventually sleeper held her until she she passed out. Basically. Right, that sounds like. And match. it was a really good match. Yep. And and I really I wish on the main roster both of those girls should have been treated better than they have been up to now. So hopefully going forward they're going to do more with Nia and they're going to actually build her back. Well, she's got the belt now. Like I yeah. hope she doesn't stay babyface long. I hope that they do go back to dominating. I'm the big heel because yeah. it's really hard to see a bigger person who is basically twice the size of anybody on their on their roster. Being the face, it doesn't make a lot of sense because how do you, it's hard to play the baby face in peril. Yeah, it's like the new day as heel as faces. I don't like it because a lot of times they have a third man. Yeah, on their side, and you're like, wait, how are they the good guys? They're outnumbering the bad guys. Right, that doesn't usually work. Now, though, granted, as he as as faces, they the third guy just doesn't get involved most of the time. But it just you know that dynamic isn't as powerful. Right. Because it's harder to see them as the good guys or harder to cheer for them when you're like, eh, you outnumber them. You've yeah. actually got a third dude. So if this turns into a brawl or something, he's going to get involved. And a trumpet. Yeah, and a trumpet. He's, got a, he's right. got a weapon. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he even carries a weapon. Right. And, and you so. know they're, and you know, every morning they're eating their bootios <laughs> and pancakes, <laughs> which, is, which is part of a balanced breakfast. It's true. So you know they're starting their day off right. And they have pancakes. Every new day. And they have pancakes. Pancakes. They're eating their bootios. They're eating their bootios. Pan- and those pancakes are made from the power of positivity. Saying, <laughs> their, saying their prayers, taking so their vitamins. vitamins. What are you going to do, brother? When the trombone <laughs> comes crashing down on you. Francesca, too. Yeah. Well, She's got a name. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my uh, anyways, moving along, we, uh, we had the WWE Championship, uh, WWE, rather, Championship, between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this was, this wow. was a match. I love AJ. I love Shinsuke. I love AJ more than Shinsuke, but Shinsuke needed this win. Personally. Yes. No. Because of gender. Like, entirely, he could have not had this win if not for the gender situation. Yeah. If he had not lost a gender for two, two pay-per-views in a row and just got wrecked right. and just screwed over there, he could have went into this match, lost to AJ, and it would have been okay. Because it, if you look at the grand scheme, they're making a, they made a big deal about their Tokyo Dome, New Japan, um, Wrestle Kingdom match when AJ lost to Shinsuke. Right. If AJ beats him, Shinsuke here, which he does, uh, and then they then they have a third match because now they're even in the series. Right. And it's a big deal. And this was a dream. You know, they were pegging it as a dream match, which it was. This is the match everybody wanted as soon as they both showed up in the WWE. They were like, we could have AJ versus Shinsuke at WrestleMania. Yeah. Actually what AJ I'm, said on a podcast recently. Well, I mean, that, that, was, that was the thing. And once they yeah. tied that in, they locked it in. It was happening. Because right. fans went, yes. And then they had this match. And honestly, it was not their best match. It was slow because the build was bad. Right. I don't know why they took the, the way they did the build they did, but they did two faces sort of playing with each other and not really having any heat on it. So yeah. the fans weren't into it as much as they could. Not to mention the fact that we're so late in the show at this point. 
fans are exhausted. The yeah. crowd's exhausted. So the energy that's going really to be the rest of the night, and that then and the crowd does affect the match. So this match was not the best match they could have. Now, granted, here's the best thing. I'm okay with AJ winning because again, I'm a huge AJ fan. He's my favorite currently active wrestler out there. Um, uh, he's one of, if not my favorite. However, Nakamura's heel turn after the match was like a shot of fresh air. And you saw it and to me. I saw it coming. Yeah, well, because I mean, they, of what happened with Oscar. Yeah, and they they took so much time with that ending part where he was handing him the title and mm-hmm. stuff. And unless you know, in a way, maybe that's why they built that the Oscar ending where she was so nice about it, right? Just to build this. Yeah. But I will say that it, the weird note: both winners of the Rumble this year were Japanese and both lost. Yeah. And that's that's weird, and it's kind of. Mm. But his heel turn was unexpected, overall. Um, and needed. Yeah. He, he did his character did need a little something now because since he came up to SmackDown, he's been kind of lackluster. Not be, on his part, right? The booking, and then uh, especially seeing SmackDown last Tuesday and seeing his heel work there, it was that beautiful. Was very entertaining. When he did the no speak English, yeah, it was it was perfect. <laughs> That's I want to see. I've seen Shinsuke heel in New Japan when right. he was part of the Chaos faction, and. It was weird because when they fought last time, they were both heels. Because AJ was Bullet Club and Shinsuke was Chaos, and they were both heels. So, I've seen New Japan heel versus heel, and now I've seen WWE face versus face. I can't wait to see WWE face versus heel. Right. The third match in the series, it will be the rubber match. And going with what they're doing now, it could be amazing. And I'm excited for that. So, this heel turn... Was not a bad thing. Him losing here wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right? Had they done what they what I expected, and if Shinsuke lost, and they just were like, "Well, well, you were the better man tonight, shucks," and they moved on, and he was still a face, it would have been absolutely worthless for him, and it would have been a waste of a match. Now, for me, maybe it's because I don't watch that often. Uh, I felt like it was a really entertaining match watching yeah. these guys go. Well, no, um, it was. Uh, yeah, and I'm with you on AJ Styles. Like, out of the men's roster, I feel like he's probably the best thing they've got right now. Uh, I've loved him back since the early TNA days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Shinsuke Nakamura, I don't have that much of a... A repertoire with I haven't seen a lot of his matches outside of WWE and so watching him in this match awesome he was great and you know looking back at AJ's career who would have thought looking at him in TNA and going that guy's gonna actually have a WWE world title at Wrestlemania yeah right yeah right and defend it successfully especially yeah. the way his career was going there for like the his the latter half of his time spent at TNA I mean yeah I mean they just, were treating him like a joke and you yeah. and you just the idea that WB would let a guy who was basically a TNA guy right yeah I mean and you know you got Samoa Joe who's also a big deal in WWE now who was a TNA guy but yeah. the idea that they that they would let somebody break that barrier cuz yeah. for a long time you don't you didn't break that barrier Right. So it's nice to see that. I would say that's Triple H's intervention. It, it is. Yeah. It is entirely Triple H who's bringing in all these indie guys and other Federation guys because Vince wouldn't push these guys. No. When AJ first got there, Vince didn't like him. He wasn't going to do anything. That's why he lost his first WrestleMania to, to Jericho. Yeah, It's purely Vince. And then when, when he saw how the fans reacted, he went, I have made a mistake. You actually are important. Let's make you bigger. And that's why he got the world title when he did. Yeah. Now, I don't see not giving Shinsuke the, the title here because AJ has had his time. He's built his uh, uh, reputation in the WWE. 
now's the time, if ever. Uh, but you, like you said, there is the rubber match to look forward to, and that that would be a great time to do it as well. well that's like I said, like when you see the heel Shinsuke versus face AJ, I think we're going to get as good, if not a better match. So yeah. as long as it pays off in the long run, he needed something. I thought it was the, the title here, but the heel turn will do exactly the same thing I wanted. Because Shinsuke either needed that title or he needed the heel turn. Like, he needed something from this match that AJ didn't need either. Now, so it was, it was kind of a, what are their long-term plans? I think, I think another thing that this match suffered from was the match that came after it, which was the Raw Tag Team Championship. We mentioned how the energy was kind of waning in the latter half of the show, uh, and this is what just kind of really took it to a dead stop. This was Braun Strowman and Nicholas, a boy he pulled from the crowd uh, after having this whole who's going to be his partner thing versus the bar, which if you're not familiar with uh, with them, that's the uh, that's Seamus and what's the Cesaro. other guy? Cesaro. Cesaro. Yes. And um, who are, God, who this are was... a better tag team than I would have ever, ever guessed. Yeah. Now granted, and Cesaro can be, and Cesaro's yeah. a great tag team wrestler. It's what he spent a lot of his time in in the Indies. And Cesaro is a great wrestler in general. Um, and Sheamus is guy kind of like he's a hit or miss guy with me. Like depending on what he's being, he's yeah. a better heel than a face. You got to turn he's the brightness down face. on the TV. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Well, I mean that's what the hair's for. <laughs> right. That's right. why the hair's so bright. Yeah. yeah. It's so you can know where he's at. Yeah. He he's a better wrestler than he is a Bebop. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate him as Bebop. I'm, I'm gonna be uh, real. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. But I will say, will say this. Yes, he was, was Rocksteady. Right. Yep. I, I will say Nicholas is uh, undefeated at uh, WrestleMania. So this is him. true. Youngest, uh, youngest, youngest WWE champion, champion ever. ever. Yep. I think it'll stay yep. that way unless they bring out a new well, thing at some point. Death of their he oh, was <laughs> apparently he is referee John Cone's child. Is that what it is? is I mean, I knew he, I figured he'd be a plant, but yeah. But here's the thing, like. I, there, there's a lot of opinion. I've seen a lot of opinion where they said this was a great WrestleMania moment for that kid. Yada yada. Don't crap on it. Wrestling's for kids. Yada yada. Right. But I don't. I don't see it that way. Here's my issue with the kid thing. As a fan, well, one, I've heard so many people dog on any kind of wrestling involving children and animals and things of that nature. Right. Like that's always been dogged on. So the fact that WWE would have a kid in the match and recognize it and let it happen. Right. It's weird to me. I will say that. So now everybody who's ever had an issue with the Kenny Omega match against the girl and stuff, like the nine-year-old girl in Japan right. and, and uh, whatever one he was in, anyone who's ever had a problem with that, if they have okay, if they're okay with this, despite the fact that there's no physicality, I'm gonna be like, eh, you're you're a hypocrite, right? Right. Because you can't, you can't get involved, you can't let this happen. But I disliked it because yes, that that kid's got a great WrestleMania WrestleMania moment. That kid. Yeah, but yeah. all the other people watching from home, watching at the arena, who speculated and thought this was going to be a big reveal of a returning superstar or somebody who was even you know funny joke like James Ellsworth, Ellsworth or something of that nature. Right. All of us instead went what? Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have bought and been okay with Braun Strowman defeating the Bar by himself. They built him that way. Right. Okay, that's what I expected. But they teased this and they took time to it. It's just like the Undertaker thing. They built all this time into it, one direction, and then in the end they did this thing. And then, just to have Braun and him drop the titles for free, like without a match, to just abandon the titles, 
the direct night on Raw because of scheduling conflicts. What right. a waste! Like to do it's a waste of a WrestleMania. I, I agree moment. with everything right. you say about like why this doesn't work at WrestleMania. But the only way you could make it work is to capitalize on it, keep it going, make yeah. a story out of it. But they they didn't even do that. It was it just felt like such a huge waste. And again, it, it brought the show to kind of a grinding halt. Well, he took. What seven eight minutes to find yeah, the kid yeah, yeah. in that huge crowd because he wasn't no he wasn't up against the like he wasn't up close he was back in the crowd right. and now somebody made a joke of that they thought it would be funny that if they before he relinquished the titles they thought it would be funny or if that the new gimmick was every show that he had to defend the titles he would go into the crowd and find a random kid <laughs> and he would just kidnap a random kid and make him the partner right. and then just beat up whoever he was beating up and I'm like well if that's what they were gonna do I'm for this yeah. If yeah. they're going to make it a long-term thing and like give him a gimmick where he's literally wrestling by himself, but to fulfill his obligation, he's got a different random child from the audience, Right. I'm okay with this. Yeah. But the fact that he just gave up the titles literally buried the entire Raw tag division. And yeah, I know the word buried is like a triggering word for a lot of wrestling fans, but I really feel like they did because not only did he absolutely destroy all of the tag division by himself going into it to win the, the, the number one contendership anyway... He then beat the tag team champions by himself. Right. With a weird little moment where he tagged the kid in and then tagged himself back in and then just killed Cesaro anyway. Right. But, like, it literally just is like, okay, this is what we think of our tag division. I still think, though, this match generated the best commentary line of the night, (laughs) which was, how's he going to defend this? He's probably got algebra and stuff. Well, I mean, they, and they capitalized that on Raw when they when they relinquished it. Sorry, he's got scheduling conflicts. Yeah. What, like what? It's bedtime. Like homework. Yeah, he's got you know he's got school. Yeah. He's got oh, he's still in the fourth grade. Is what he's had. And then the kid did the catch these hands line. You know, and it right. was cute. It's Everybody like, popped for that. So yeah, that's cute. It's not like we got nothing out of this. It's just it really was a waste on the card. Uh, this is the match that should have been. This is how they got midnight. This is a pre-show match. Yes, yes. this is like yes. the earlier that tag match, right. tag team title match. You said this didn't need to be here. This is the match that yeah. didn't need to be here. Yeah, the, if uh, they were going to do this, this is a pre-show. Ha ha, fun match. Nobody has to care about because it was pre-show. Right. We have all this other stuff happening. I I totally agree with that. Um, next and finally was our main event of the night: the big WWE uh, Universal Championship match. Uh, Brock hey. Lesnar, Roman Reigns. No, guys, I'm really excited to talk about this match. It Can we just say Brock Lesnar so won again, and then we yeah, move on to something well, more exciting? That one's a given. We could have just moved on to the end of the show. Yeah. People would have already known that. Here's my thing. I generally like Roman overall. This was... And, and, and before Seth Rollins cashed in in 31, I think it was 31, when Roman and Brock fought. Right. And Rollins catching. Before that, they were having a decent match. It could have been a good match. Yeah. This could have been a good match. Unfortunately, I think, especially given what's coming out afterwards, this match was entirely set up to, to shock the fans because everyone expected Roman to win. Right. He's going to win at the Greatest Rumble and take the title there because apparently he's really well liked in Saudi Arabia. Mm. I don't know why they thought that was going to be a good idea. Or this match was even a good idea if they felt they weren't going to get a good response. And they, they changed the match multiple times during the day and all kinds of stuff. But here's my problem with the match, disregarding anything outside of the match itself. The booking of the match. 
Roman hit, I'd say upwards of seven or eight spears, mm-hmm. and I'd say eight or nine Superman punches. Where he looks like he's fisting somebody. Yes. <laughs> he's uh, cocking he's his fist. He's cocking his fist. At, if I'm, you just think about those terms. It reminds me, it reminds me <laughs> of uh, uh, 22 Jump Street. You know, yeah, yeah. But he, so he hit a billion finishers and and couldn't win. Yeah, Ro- Roman himself took six total F fives, one of which threw table. He took the elbows to bust open the head. Which funny thought about that? Oh, Rock wow. took off his hand tape to elbow him in the head. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that accomplished. In retrospect, I, I assume maybe, that's where maybe the, he was losing circulation. I assume, fingertips. honestly, I assume that's where he hit the blade. And uh, that's what I think happened. This but, was the one moment of the match that grabbed me because I was bored up to it and I was a little bored after it. But when Roman started pouring that blood, and I I mean, that was a lot of pouring right before that match. It, oh my goodness! I I wouldn't have been surprised if someone was up in the rafters pouring some blood down on his head. Yeah, it's it getting so much. It's getting grab with yeah. it's getting grab with his eyes. <laughs> so come back yeah. with his bloodbath. <laughs> come back. Yes, <laughs> haven't seen him forever. Mean, it was all over him. It was all over. Uh, Rock, it was all over everything. I'm sure it got on some of the fans. <laughs> just, well, it's just okay. It so they so build up the F5 yeah. as the end all be all finishers. Yeah. Braun Strowman dominated Lesnar, lost to one F5. AJ dominated Strowman, lost to one F5. Goldberg, um, Goldberg lost to an F5. Um, Samoa Joe dominated Strowman, dominated Lesnar, lost to an F5. Roman took six. He took yeah. four regular. One through a table, and then the final one, like he ran the spear into the F five after having his face busted open and lasting another which minute was a good connection in blood. I mean, I the overall that, yeah. that particular move set, that combo was really well wrestled. Yeah, right. That was a good counter setup. I yeah. like that. Sure, but they built this up as this unstoppable finisher, and then he ate six of them, and I think they overbooked it. If you're going to give Roman the rub and say, well, Roman's tougher than everybody because he can take more F5s than you, mm-hmm. then you don't let one F5 kill everyone and then let him take six to lose. Right. Um, I don't care. If, like, I wanted Brock to lose because I want Brock gone. Because yeah. I don't like Brock. I think he's, yeah. I think he's a giant troll-looking ogre guy. He's a jerk to fans. He's a jerk to people. Yeah. And he's never there. And I want to see... You know, what I want, you know what I want out of this? I wanted Roman to win, get the title... He can have his title. Vince got his champion like he wanted. Yeah. And then next month at Backlash, uh, I guess, yeah, next month at Backlash, um, he loses it to Smojo or whatever. Right. Or loses it to somebody. Maybe maybe he gets to defend it for two or three months. But then eventually, in a couple months, he loses it. But more importantly, those next two or three pay-per-views, it gets defended. Yeah. You know, the next few Monday Night Rawls, we see the title. We yeah. don't see, yeah. we don't hear about the title holder and know he's going to be here in four months. Right. You know, I, I that's what I wanted out of the well, match. Of course, Brock wants to go back to MMA anyway. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they, they played that up pretty good. Maybe he's gonna. But no, you remember, he, he still he got signed. I was well, yeah. he's resigned, but they not they didn't say for how long. Uh, and the catch is, he's still suspended from MMA for another like three or four months. Yeah. So ideally, he stays till the end of the month. He signs for this last match and a couple more appearances. He loses the title to Roman. He gets his big paycheck. Then he does go off to MMA. But now he does it in the sense that he has time to go train. Right. Because he can't directly go back into MMA. So this kills that time gap. Because he does this, the end of the month, he's done. Yeah. And then he has time to train. And he's not just sitting for a month doing nothing. Right. So 
in and of itself, when you look at all that stuff, it, it is what it is. But I just want him gone. And this match was just long. When I said earlier that the, the Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle match was five minutes too long, this one was 15. Yeah. This this should have been a Goldberg match. This should have been a Lesnar match yeah. in the sense that he he suplexes Roman six, seven times, which he did. I think right. he did six Germans and like one or two others, uh, other variations. Roman, Superman punches him a few times, spears him a couple times, he kicks out. He F5s Roman, Roman kicks out. It's, oh my God, you have the moment, the motherfucker moment he did in, in WrestleMania. Like, he kicked out. Nobody kicks out. And then, then an F5 off the top rope or a second F5. Maybe even a third. Maybe he does the thing he did a while back. Uh, he did to somebody where he, he they kicked out of an F5, so he did two in a row right. right after that just to make sure. Like So Roman eats three F5s, kicks out of the second one, doesn't kick out of the third one. He's now eaten 300% F5s successfully <laughs> than everybody else. Right. Instead, we get Roman literally getting six F5s to everybody's one to be beat. They're trying yeah. to look, and they have made him, to, you know, bill him as, as his punch. Yeah, they made him, they have made him, like, unstoppable, and the fans don't like it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and that's great. And, and so, you know, Monday Night Raw, they capitalize on this. Samoa Joe cut a great promo on him about it. And you know what? I hope that WWE sees this and goes, okay, let's pull the trigger. Let's make Reigns a despicable douchebag heel. Let's play off the hate. Yeah. And I bet you turn that around and Reigns becomes the most well-liked character in the company. Now, I, for me in this match, there was nothing special going into it. Uh, I I had no dog in this fight. I don't like either of the guys. I'm I am the odd man out who just does not get what it is about Roman Reigns. I have I've seen more than enough of his mas- matches to form this opinion. I I don't think he sells his opponents very well. I think his move set is boring and overdone and the Superman punch is just fucking stupid. Uh I don't get it. Everyone, even and I know I'm maybe I'm wrong because all the wrestlers and all the podcasts that I listen to all love this guy. Think he's great and that he's got a huge future. I just don't see it. So, well, well I would say this as far as his move sets and stuff goes. His Superman punch itself isn't bad. I hate when he cocks his fist. That needs to go. I hate yeah. the whole thing. Um, he does some really good moves that I think he could he should do more often. He does a really good power bomb that he actually starts with a crucifix pose and he power bombs them over his head into a sit out. Well, maybe and it's, he does it on bigger guys, like not really big guys. But. Maybe it's the other side of the fence thing where, like, I know that Cena can go, and, but if I were to see Cena for the first time as he is now, and then watch enough of his matches, I'd probably hate him too. But I know what he's capable of. Cena, I have that rapport. Roman is the new Cena. That's the yeah. thing you have to understand. And and honestly, them not going that hard and them doing these same set moves and stuff—that's a WWE thing. That yeah. is a WWE problem. But I've never seen him do that, though. I've never seen him go the distance. I've never seen him pull out all the stops. I've... Watch, uh, he did a series of matches with AJ, uh, defending the world title when he had it against AJ when uh, two years ago, I think, year and a half ago, whatever, before the SmackDown move. Yeah, and they had some amazing matches because AJ can bring a good match on anybody. Oh, of course. Yeah. But but Roman was was good there, and he has some good moves. The problem is he does stuff like he does the spear as a finisher. I personally, outside of Rhino and Goldberg, I, I hate when I see people do spears. Yeah, I, Edge I, maybe. Like I no, I hated Edge's spear. Edge's, really? Edge had the worst spear. He he just wrapped his arm around you and laid you down gently. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair does a good spear. 
when Big Show does a spear, it's cool. Yeah. Because he's a massive dude. When I he slams into you, the Big Show has the spear. <laughs> Like, All the time, yeah. Like I've seen him do when he did the spear. Like it's like that dude is too big not to hurt you, even if he gently right. laid you down. But Edge's spear was the worst, and like it's become a thing where like for a while there, everybody did a spear as a finisher, and I hate it. Like I like the spear overall, but I hate seeing it as often as we do. Yeah, I think Roman being a big guy like he is and getting some of his athletic ability, there are plenty of finishers he could do. That sit out power bomb, money. I think yeah. that's a finisher. He's never won with it. But, like, the idea that he tosses a dude over his head and power bombs him with a sit-out, how is that not a finisher compared to the spear? Like, yeah. given his mass, how is he not doing something better? Um, I like his the drive-by he does when they're laying on the, the apron and he running drop kicks them onto the apron and he just lays there off cocky. Right. That's a great move. Yeah. Um, uh, the Superman punch, like I said, the actual punch itself, not bad. Get rid of the cocking motion first. Yeah. That is terrible. The fact that he has to warm rev it up every time. Uh, his outfit. His outfit absolutely needs a new look. He needs a new look. It's terrible. Yeah. I hate the, the, the combat gear and especially the fake padding he's got. Yeah. And everybody, like, I, I've heard lots of people complain about how it looks like he's wearing a combat vest, which, why are you wearing armor? Right. Like, of course you can kick out of, a, you know, a powerbomb onto the stairs. You have a padded suit on. You have a <laughs> yeah. Kev, you're, you're like wearing, a Kevlar you're vest. A tactical gear, yeah. <laughs> like, of course you can do that. Like, and it just it just needs to go away. Yeah. Actually, what I'd like to see, like, fantasy booking-wise... The authors of Pain kicked Paul Ellering to the curb when they joined Raw this week. Um, they are two huge. I'm not sure what racially. They're maybe Samoan. Um, they're they're darker skinned. In the wrestling uh, game, it's easy to assume that. Well, I mean, they may not be, but they're they're, they're uh, uh, Toka and Razor, I believe, because uh, it's actually like Razor and uh, Akira Akeem or something. But, uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, wait a minute, Ninja Turtles too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I called them for a long time because I couldn't remember their actual names, but they were their names really are like Reza and and a car or whatever. And right. It's like so I just kept calling them Token and Reza. Be but they're two, they're too big, they're two big, massive dudes that right. are yeah, okay wrestlers. Uh, they got some cool moves. They're they're double power bomb. That's not their finisher. Right. And then they have the 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 oh um. Uh, the leg drop thing. It's, uh, the leg drop? No, it's a oh. uh, <laughs> shades of Hulk Hogan. It's the it's the it's not the stroke, the regular one. Um, it's not the stroke. Yeah, you know Jeff Jarrett did the stroke where no. he's like so faced out there. Yeah. But it's so the it's regular the, leg drop. They're not having a stroke. Russian leg sweep. Russian leg sweep. <laughs> so they do a Russian leg sweep with a uh, a running lariat. So okay. So the other guy, like, well, as he's doing the Russian leg sweep, the other guy does the the running lariat, and they call it the last chapter because they're the authors of pain and. They come from the Book of Pain, I guess, or whatever. But they got rid of Paul Ellering this week, so now they're on their own. But they wear tactical gear as their gimmick. Right. And I would love to see heel faction, Roman, and these two big monsters that they've made into, you know, monster heels. Right. How awesome would it be to see Roman go, you know why I wear the tactical gear? Because I was in the shield. But now I'm in this faction. Right. With these two bodyguard dudes. And now I'm going to be, not only am I like cocky douchebag heel, Miz style, but I'm also a big, massive, strong guy. So I am like all kinds of bad news, right? And I'm like, that would be amazing to see. It's never going to happen. But I'm gonna start wearing tactical gear when I do commentary, right? Do it I, big, every big time. Part it's, of my gig. it's definitely safer. I'm gonna yeah. do it every time I make coffee. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It, it's it's what, what could happen? You never know. <laughs> uh, ultimately, though, this match did not deliver. It doesn't matter who you like, who you don't, whether you like both or neither. It just was not special. I, I here's what this match gave. Somebody, it gave WWE 
some sweet images to put on WWE.com. I don't and, even think there were sweet images. Oh, that uh, okay. it was Roman's bloody face, like that that moment, the where crimson he was, mask face, and he was the screaming at him. Yeah. Face, I guess yeah. that was a good looking that's, moment. That's something you could put in your banner photo. Speaking of images, I'll tell you, going back to uh, Charlotte and Oscar, the uh, the uh, uh, suplex out onto the uh, out onto the yeah. floor off yes. the apron, and yes. they were in on Charlotte's face, and you could hear her say saying she couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah, you can see her mouth. She's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't oh, breathe. Oh, I bet that knocked the window. Oh, yeah. Those, he's, he's, those women. Now, uh, now, I will say this. Here's my, here's my summation of WrestleMania as a whole. Well, yeah. That, you, that, I was going to set that up. Well, whatever. Let's just jump oh. right into it. <laughs> Stick <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in summation. this show. Stu, as you were. <laughs> in summation. Do you want to see really awesome wrestling produced by the WWE? Then watch Takeover New Orleans that came on the night before because that that show was amazing. <laughs> that was some of the best matches I've seen. And Dave Meltzer gave two of the matches on the card five stars, oh, and wow. that's a rarity for WWE match to get five stars at all. Right. Not only that, but two of them on the, in the same night from Meltzer. From Meltzer, so, yeah. and the last time he gave a WWE match uh, five stars was the same guy who was in the main event of this at the la- like the last Takeover, and then before that it was CM Punk and John Cena. Right. Wow. So that's how long ago he gave a Damn. five star. Because he loves New Japan way more than WWE. Right. So, a lot of people do. So the fact that he gave two matches on TakeOver five stars is it's it's a miracle. Right. But the show was, from top to bottom, amazing. And the opening match of that was a six-man ladder match for the new North American title that they created. Mm. And that was bonkers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure EC3 <laughs> died three or four times in that match. <laughs> he may actually just be dead now. Right. Like, he ate some dumb stuff. He ate a super kick off ladder. Or no, that was a different thing. But at one point, like during that, <laughs> like it's just so many crazy things happened. But at yeah. one point, like one of the best things I've seen in wrestling, maybe ever, because of how weird and out of nowhere it is. Ricochet uh, is on the ladder, and Ricochet's a really good indie guy, or was. Now he's an NXT guy. But he's on the ladder trying to climb for it, and Lars Sullivan pushes the ladder over. So they do the spot where he falls onto the people. Right. But he doesn't fall onto the people. He sees that he's falling, looks back one time to check his positioning, and moonsaults off the ladder while it's falling. Wow. That is the legit thing that happened in that match. Why am I watching Raw and SmackDown? And then also in that match, they did the set up the ladder and put somebody through it match. They did it twice. But they put everybody through it because they laid it out, laid a guy on it. Then one of the two huge guys in the match picked up the other guy and jumped through the guy on the ladder with what? both of them. And then the other guy was like, oh, you're going to do that. Let me do the same and did the same thing. And he did a sit out leg drop landing on the guy's chest, slamming the other guy down like head first. Jesus. Oh, my God. That match was bonkers. And uh, Velveteen Dream did to Ricochet a rolling uh, Death Valley driver on a ladder that was stuck through a ladder. Oh my he god. did a rolling Death Valley driver on the ladder. Oh my god! I mean, it was ridiculous. That's one of the matches See, that got five stars. I, 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 so, you know, like at RCW shows too. Same thing. Watching uh, ladder matches with guys like uh, um, uh, Aaron Draven and uh, some of the other guys. Their names are Flash Fury. Another one that just put their bodies through absolute torture. Just absolute torture, and they do it all for the entertainment of the fans. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. you gotta love that. That's why we fell in love I mean, with you the gotta, yes. That's the thing you gotta give local wrestling that I, I think people don't. People always hark on local wrestling. They're like, well, dude made 20 bucks. Maybe he got fed a burrito. Right. And that's true. And that's true. That, that They don't get paid a lot of money. That's, that's real. True. I understand that. But that's the thing you have to understand about local wrestling. And I don't call it amateur as a reason. Right. 
local wrestling versus the pro the the professional wrestling of WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan and stuff. Those guys make a lot of money. So yeah, they put their bodies on the line. Yeah. But they get money. They get compensated money wise. The guys who do it on the local level who haven't who haven't made it up to the the WWE level or whatever. Not saying skill wise, but just in purely where they're at wrestling. Right. Those guys don't make that much, but they no. love wrestling. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you don't wrestle at that level if you just want to make money as a wrestler. That is right. the foundations of this podcast. <laughs> Because because we don't make money off of this. We just like sitting around talking about this shit. So we figured why not do it for other people too. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Because a hardcore so, wrestling fan was going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've that may be the only people who does. We've got no wrestling. I wonder if the, if the if the new owners of the station will let me link to it. <laughs> oh, um, if he maybe cuts out all the language. We, yeah, we, we've made so many sex jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's uh, what you're editing for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. Look at this. Two, two, and a, uh, two hours. Yeah, but you got to remember yeah. that there's probably, what, about 15 minutes 15 of us sitting minutes around jibber-jabber. Still, that's yeah. like four hours just of editing. Just let it roll. I'm gonna, just yeah, let it roll. I'm, I'm slapping the ad and I'm slapping the intros and outros yep. on. And just let it roll. Cut out that chunk where you messed up the, uh, the Intercontinental title. Nope. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for Folks, it. Folks, this is done that in a deal with it. That's right. Uh, but no, okay. So, Sean, what did you think overall? Of I, uh, I thought it was, uh, uh, it had its moments. I was really uh, pleased with how the women performed uh, all the way around. Yes. yes. Uh, I thought their performances really brought the level of the, of the pay-per-view up. Uh, much better than they have in the past. I would uh, agree. 100%. I think their their the quality of their matches were phenomenal. Just I phenomenal. would say the same thing about the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Rumble the women's Rumble, the yeah, was uh, was fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's uh, uh, I think uh, so. I think now we're due for what next year is going to be a letdown, like a real letdown, because it seems like they they go in these cycles. Well. Next year is probably what, what I expect next year, given the, the cycle that they're doing currently. Yeah. Next year, main event's a woman. It's Rousey, ma- Rousey main eventing. Against, yeah, probably. Against Charlotte, most likely. Yeah. In the main event of WrestleMania for the first time ever. Right. Because they've literally like done every first they can. And now what Charlotte needs to try to do is Charlotte needs to try to kick Rousey upside the head, but this time Rousey sees it coming and ducks. Oh, I don't think I'm call that move. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that move. <laughs> you watch it. that. You heard it here first. Yeah, she's gonna go for like an Inzaguri or something or whatever. Her shining wizard. Well, she does, gonna... Well, Charlotte actually does a head kick. She does like a, a like a standing yeah. side boot kind of deal. Yeah, right. Not a super kick so much as just like like a big boot almost. Right. Yeah, it's actually a big boot. She bounces off the ropes and everything. So it's like old school yeah, Hogan. She's boot. tall yeah. enough for it. And so she does yeah. a big boot. So. Like I, I that that that's what we're gonna see. Yeah, but that's what, what Holly Holm did to Rousey was like a shining wizard, and it's a girl where it was it was a side a boot to the side of the head. Hmm. Well, or she kicked her to the side of the head. So see, that's what I'm saying. Is funny that, story. Is that's that, exactly Charlotte how Charlotte lost her title. It was a boot to the head. It was literally a boot to the head, a side boot to the head. It well, was <laughs> because Carmella literally kicked her in the head. Well, she, there you go. she did a ran, like a running like side kick to the head, right? Which is not a move I've never seen her do. So right. maybe they're setting that up. Maybe I'm they're you. they're like I'm they're like you. both of these women lost their <laughs> right. title, lost their title to this boot, boot to the head. head. Yeah. So and then they start playing the song from Doctor Demento, yeah. boot to the head. Yeah. High card lead, boot to the head. Um, I love that song. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Ultimately, um, yeah, this was a very disappointing uh, Royal Rumble. There were some great moments. You mean uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He'll edit that one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now the, uh, let me see. Two fourteen. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no. 
I and okay, whether I'm watching wrestling regularly, which like the last few years has not been a thing for me, uh, for good. I, I feel for good reason. I always catch WrestleMania. I always catch the Royal yeah. Rumble. And this one in recent years just really fell flat. It was really a big disappointment well, overall. It was a great start, but a bad end. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, and I'll tell you how bad the it's end two was. Thirds. Uh the old ball and chain. That was sleep. Partway <laughs> through the AJ Styles match. Well, see that's the thing about the AJ Styles match that uh, like I mentioned earlier, like I like the match because I like the wrestlers. Yeah. But if you're a casual fan, that match was slow and boring. Right. Yeah. Because there are people I know that literally watched it and were like, yeah. Why was this a big deal? Why were people calling this a dream match? Right. But people who like wrestling, who like watched like religiously practically, you're like, well, This was a really well this was a modern, technical this was match. This is a modern day Ric Flair Ricky Steamboat. Type yeah, and you yeah. know, and, and a casual fan can't watch that kind of match. Right. It's boring right. to them because it's slow. It's yeah. it's a psychology match versus a work rate match. Right. And really, that's 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 what the problem was. Is that everyone expected a work rate match, right. you know not I, a psychology match? What I think people should like them. I think they should like this episode if they liked it. I think they, I should, think they should subscribe should. if they loved it. Um, but if you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell below to let you know when any of the newest videos come up. Like how I just know the end. Segway. Don't forget to comment any of your WrestleMania thoughts down below. And also, again, share this episode on social media. Let people know about us. Uh, especially if you made it this far, there's got to be something you were holding on to. Share it with the people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, my again, my guy, that, that'll end Do we need now. to take over for you? <laughs> no. Here, hang on. Comment your WrestleMania's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought it said Mantis at first. Yeah. I, I was I, like, what's a WrestleMantis? Yeah. For that being the only typo in this entire yeah. outline, yeah, I, it, as quickly as it was put together. Which is only the only one he noticed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, my name is Vincent Herman. Vin the Human. Stuart Perkins. And Sean King. And go ahead and uh, keep it kayfabe with that badass outro music. And if you like it, tell him, and maybe we'll come back. And subscribe. That uh, When I say music, that's when the music I hits. I know. But you just put it right over top of us and everything, and we just talk, and it fades out, over, the, and the music fades in. Yeah, listen to the radio sometimes. Yeah, good lord, man! <laughs> or, listen to Sean on the radio, that's I how know, they do God it. Sakes, I know how this kind of shit works. <laughs> or, after 39 episodes, I'll just do it on outro music.